I would like to begin the episode by thanking Eric Gabe, Garrett Morgan, Joel Abraham, Jordan Goad, and Nikki Boland. All five of these people have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and supported us very generously. So thank you to them, um, and thank you to you if you have done likewise, or if you are considering doing likewise. Once again, patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. We are entirely listener-supported. In your mind's eye lives a memory hard to find Blinded by sorrow and a cold voice Sings a melody here I sing My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Silent Hill Shattered Memories, which is a survival horror game developed by Climax Studios and published by Konami for the Nintendo Wii in 2009. Did you, did you ever think about how gross a name Climax Studios is? Like, I didn't really put that together until I was, like, looking at stuff today. <laughs> I mean... It just, it, it, <laughs> uh, not just because of orgasms, but just because it sounds... Like, it sounds dated, and then it sounds like orgasms, and little, then it sounds, you know, a it never sounds bit. good. It, it feels a little bit like when, uh, what was it, like, EA Redmond, the team that made, um, oh gosh, Dead Space and uh, the uh, Dante's Inferno game, they rebranded themselves as Visceral Studios. Yeah, Visceral, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds dated in that way, but with, like, plus a, uh, you plus know. Plus comes. Yeah, plus, plus hog, hog time. <laughs> like, yeah, to Climax Studios, like, it sounds fake. <laughs> right. Um, oh. so, yeah, so this uh, this game from Climax Studios is a uh, a remake or a reimagining or a reboot or you know uh, a, a a a game based on the first game yes. in the Silent Hill franchise, uh, which tells the story of Harry Mason and his search for his daughter Cheryl. Uh, but it is barely based on it. It's basically just those that conceit. And then the actual story is incredibly different. Yes, quite so. Um, and I would like to say, for me personally, us covering this game does not preclude us from covering Silent Hill 1 sometime in the future. Yeah, there, I would do Silent Hill 1. Yeah. I, I, I found joy in Silent Hill 1. I, I, I think that the uh, the combat is extremely dodgy in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and uh, you know, not dodgy in a Resident Evil 3 way. Dodgy <laughs> in, uh, oh, I'm just taking hits from dogs that I, I yeah, can't turn around. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's pterodactyls in the streets taking chunks out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I ended up replaying uh, or played uh, Silent Hill 1 for the first time to completion before we covered Silent Hill 3, mm -hmm. making this my fourth Silent Hill game. I know. You're, you, you, oh. We are in my neighborhood, but you are welcome here, Gary. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. And I and I dig uh, I dig this game. I was making fun of it for not being scary mm -hmm. earlier, and there are things I don't dig about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it is ambitious and cool. Um, I just I, – I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like – I wish it hit a little bit more of its potential, but its potential is worth respecting regardless. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's I think yeah. it is super neat. I think that it does a lot of incredibly interesting things just in terms of games, um, but also in terms of like what it does with the series mythos um, mm -hmm. and where it fits into the series, you know, kind of like well after, you know, knowing the whole timeline of the series now, well after it had kind of, you know, reached the apex of its quality. Right. Like the, this is like, this is a hint of a different direction it could have gone. To me, it feels like the strength of it is that it doesn't fit into the mythos. Oh, yeah. Like this feels, you know, it, it, we'll, we'll talk about it. And it's, you know, you've got it here as a bullet point, but we'll just mention it is that we're going to spoil the hell out of this game and yes. we're not going to wait for the Anna Orlando moment. So no. just uh, just so you know, um, if you plan on playing this game, which I recommend, mm -hmm. um, it is with with some caveats, right? Like there yeah. are some things that are frustrating about it. Um, I recommend playing it. 
if you're going to you know stop the podcast and then play it and come back mm-hmm. if you're never going to play it uh con- or you've already played it continue listening yeah it's, um, it's just it's impossible to meaningfully comment on what happens in this game without re- without reflecting on uh, without the final twist reflecting on it right so well, even not just the the game itself but also where it falls in the series because yeah, true. this gives silent hill kind of for the first you know time that i know mm-hmm. an explicit it was all in the mind right uh, out. yeah like this is purely psychological and not supernatural even a little bit mm-hmm. um and you know i don't know if that is a direction that i i really like for silent hill like i like monsters and i yeah. want them to be real in general like in any fiction i want the monster to be real mm-hmm. like I, I don't want this to be a figment of someone's imagination i don't care about that i don't yeah. think that's interesting give me the give me the monster mm-hmm. but in this it's handled just really really well it's like the, a trope that i don't love but it's definitely done yeah they really do their homework in terms of putting they put in the work to make the twist pay off like that uh this mm-hmm. is not the first time that they have done uh this one of the endings of silent hill one implies that this is the case that is mm-hmm. non-canonical but um it's you know down there with one of the worst endings that you can get you know has you know basically after the final boss fight it cuts back to harry lying dead in the car you know the accident gotcha. was just an accident that killed him yeah. um and all of this was a jacob's ladder occurrence at owl creek bridge uh kind of yeah. thing yeah. Get that shit out of my fiction. It's pretty bad. Like I, I didn't come here for. I came here for monsters. Mm-hmm. Like I, did, I didn't come here for like. What yeah. if someone thought of a monster? I could do that myself. Yeah. Like I can just imagine a monster. Yeah. It's not. You know. It's not worth a movie to imagine a monster. <laughs> but you know? like you know, Silent Hill games, they generally fall into one of two categories: either you know the cult and the history, or personal hell. Right. And you can see yeah. that in Silent Hill 1 versus Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 1 is related to the cult and why this land is cursed and why this particular, you know, <laughs> why the other world manifests in the way that it does. But like that has an element of the personal hell side of it because everything that you're seeing is related to what Alessa went through um, when her mom sacrificed her. Right. And yeah. everything leading up to that, her, her own, her own life, Silent Hill 2, personal hell. But James is going through that because the town is a special place because of what happened during the reconstruction. And before that with the natives, et cetera, this goes 100% toward the personal hell. Yeah, they don't they don't uh, there's nothing there's no marriage between those two ideas. And I do think as much as this is interesting, I do think that Silent Hill is kind of a more interesting concept when it is a bad place where supernatural things happen Mm -hmm. that bring out that elevate these personal hell things. Yes. Yeah. You know, otherwise, you know, you just end up with like novels about librarians in New York coming to terms with their families. You know, (laughs) I don't I'm not I'm not here for that. Yeah. I want monsters. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't play a horror game for that. Mm hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, the, the, at some point, you know, it is just a, uh, the, the other, I know that you're sick of me pressuring you to watch movies, but one reason is so we have a common frame of reference for some of these discussions we've had, Yeah, just throwing that out there as a business reason. Okay. Gotcha. So, so it's not just me being a dick. <laughs> it's also a business decision. Yeah. It's also so we can leave more people out of a conversation that has less. But we could be in it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like, yeah. so more of us can be in it. Well, we can leave more people out. <laughs> can you imagine being on the other side of that? Like, you get to be on the end group of that I, conversation. I know for once. Oh, yeah. I never win anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You you win the satisfaction. Yeah. Uh, um. So this is uh, we're gonna spoil the twist. Yes. Uh, 
so you uh, you control Harry. It's over the shoulder, third person exploring the town, um, and I would I would say three different modes. If you yeah, count the, the I, I, psychology, I, yeah, I bring the third the the, the third mode yeah. in there. Yeah, but yeah. the but the exploration is two different modes. Sorry about that. Yeah, um, it is it is a highly modal game. Ridiculously this modal. Is, this is the most, perhaps the most, like now it is time for this gameplay mode. Mm-hmm. Now it is time for this gameplay mode game that I have I've ever played. They have a um, reason for doing it, but it's a bad reason to a bad effect. It's it's a really bad effect. Yeah. Like, it, it is uh, greatly to the game's detriment, mm-hmm. and, and we'll talk about that. So there's exploration mode where everything is normal. Um, the town is empty. There's a huge snowstorm. It is maybe a little bit, like, eerie, mm-hmm. but not, you know, nothing is really going to – and nothing can happen right during that, which is, like – not a fatal flaw, but a significant flaw to this game in terms of it providing tension or being scary. Right. It is nothing only, like, can the, happen. The, those are only scary and tense until you realize that nothing can happen. Like yes. when you go, you know, three or four dungeons, you know, or one or two dungeons without something coming at you, without passing between puzzle rooms through a hallway with a monster in it, you really, mm-hmm. you know, like, like happened in previous Silent Hill games, then you can rest comfortably whenever the world isn't frozen. And we're going to talk about the pursuit mode later. Uh, it's a real bummer. It, it does a lot to drain, not just like scary, because, you know, you talk about movie, games being scary. And it's like, even when games are not scary, they can be kind of tense. Yes. And it drains any tension from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way that is like definitely to its detriment in terms of appreciating its kind of bigger themes, mm-hmm. you know, like it it ended up having an effect of like kind of a chilling my appreciation of this and making it almost purely intellectual. Yeah, like I didn't um, feel very much from this game, and partly because the game doesn't do a lot for that. Like the actual mm-hmm. story itself is sad, mm-hmm. but I'm not having any visceral emotion during the game i'm like, just kind of admiring what it does intellectually yeah. which isn't you know totally damning but it is something that was lost with this with this choice without tension in play um there is you know very little tension um to be experienced as the fiction um and there you know that tension in what you are doing in the game that like makes a kind of catharsis that takes all of these ingredients and makes them stick right as oh, yeah. opposed to washing off of you right well there's no you know there's no uh you know if you if you just know that it's downtime mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like downtime like the feeling of getting to a save room mm-hmm. and a in a Resident Evil or getting to a cutscene or a story part is a really potent cocktail of not just uh, intellectual emotions, but a chemistry that's happening in your body. Yes. Like, even if you know that, you know, there's nothing scary in Mm -hmm. a horror game, you can't be hurt. There's still at least a little bit of buy-in of just you trying to make a decision. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you're not scared by that decision, you're still like making a choice. You're still having your reflexes tested. You are still under duress. There is no duress to be found here outside of the uh, chase chase portions. And even those like pretty quickly become duressless. Yes. You know, so like uh, not only do you just kind of know like, hey, there's no danger. I can expect everything that's going to happen. But even once you get into those sections, those sections don't have teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way that is feels meaningful. So there is none of that rise and fall of your blood. Yeah. Like that feeling of like, oh, there is a, a, a little bit of adrenaline in my blood, even just like a touch. And then mm-hmm. it went away and then it went back. And it's going through an entire Silent Hill game with none of that, mm-hmm. you know, or just like a little bit of that in the beginning. And then the rest of it is really strange. Yes. And did surprising things to, you know, to the, to the narrative. Like mm-hmm. there is a almost like a post, uh, like a post adrenaline state. Mm-hmm. 
that the previous games put you into when it's time to experience story stuff. Yeah. Where you're kind of coming down from from being scared, and it, I think it makes you really susceptible. Yeah. Picture to the psychological stuff. <laughs> exactly. Picture the tension as like a sine wave. It is it is those ups and downs and kind of the the the, the gray areas in between, as opposed to this, which is just step up, step down, step up, step down. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the step up gets increasingly less. Yes. So as you get used to it until eventually nothing is happening in my body chemistry and I'm just reading a book that I'm mm -hmm. not particularly immersed in, basically. Yeah. yeah. Appreciating it, it solely like academically or intellectually is, is a really good way to put this. At, at, no, at no point does this actually like climb down the ladder to like yeah yeah get my emotion know, to like touch heart. my heart like yeah. touch my you know touch my emotions like mm -hmm. get in my blood like it, it never really does it yeah um so when when you're doing exploration mode uh the first of these modes um the analog stick you, you we play this on Wii. you don't have to it there's a it was published for uh psp as well mm. um, but you yeah yep uh so you use the Wiimote to uh or the the Wii nunchuck to control your movement you use the pointer direct a flashlight uh which turns into a camera when you get out your cell phone mm-hmm um, and then the speaker on the, the Wii remote is your radio that's in game. Uh, it's your cell phone uh, that you can listen to. Mm -hmm. yeah. It does a really good, you know, a lot of good stuff with the physicality of Wii interface. Yes. Which makes this one of like one game <laughs> that, that does, does that well. It's such an annoying gimmick and I, I'm glad that it died. Yeah. Uh, and this game does it pretty well. This is about as good as I've seen the Wii uh, hardware uh, integrated with, uh, yeah. with with play. And it's still, you know, pretty gimmicky, you know, like you're, you're, you're doing like little manipulation puzzles that would not be out of place, you know, in a David Cage game. Right. Yeah. Like they, yeah. they, they feel like they were like demos to teach you how to use the way we Like they yeah. feel like, uh, cause puzzle is real generous for anything yes. that happens in this game. Um, a lot of times the puzzle is using an interface to turn a knob mm -hmm. or whatever, and it is fun and tactile and satisfying, but it's not, uh, it doesn't, again, it doesn't really engage your brain mm -hmm. in like a way, like there is a weird hands-offness to this whole game that feels deliberate, mm -hmm. but not enough for me to be like, oh, that's the point. Like yeah. you're supposed to feel hands-off because it's not really you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think that is true. I think that it's just kind of sometimes a task mm -hmm. you know in a new interface it's why like a lot of you know ocarina puzzles are what if you looked up <laughs> and they're just trying to get you to look up and that's the puzzle and it's yeah. really obnoxious to me now but mm -hmm. at the time it was kind of interesting here it's just getting you used to the the wii remote yes. and that interface yeah um so you go uh you do use the motion controls to solve some puzzles and there are some puzzles we'll talk about them like the things i would actually categorize as that but it is a yeah. lot of like you know pull this pin out of the lock to open the door uh, yeah. Like it's you know literally just there to say hey isn't the Wii pretty good uh, this justifies yeah. it being a uh, being an exclusive on the Wii at least for a little bit um, but you go about these things eventually you reach a certain point uh, usually uh, there's a cinematic where somebody tells Harry something he doesn't want to hear uh, mm -hmm. then the entire world freezes over in a really cool way uh, the other world here is about ice and snow as opposed to ash and smoke and rust. Um, mm -hmm. which is another departure that they made. And I think that works. Um, and you are pursued by the only monster in this game, these raw shocks. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, pun. Yes. <laughs> so if you, you know, for for people in, in the audience, that is how you pronounce <laughs> the name of the watchman known as Rorschach. Yes. Uh, is how that word is actually pronounced. <laughs> um, and then the world not just freezes over, it also changes. Yes. Uh, it becomes a 
kind of abstract maze, mm-hmm. which again is something that I think aesthetically looks kind of neat and eventually became something that I thought was really detrimental it, yeah, to the it, game. Like it's it's neat at the start and the middle it becomes pretty tedious and I think it's used to really good effect as the as the kind of cohesion of the world stops. Stop like like the fi- mm-hmm. the final maze chase dungeon I think is really good in this. Mm. Yeah. I, I just feel like to me the thrill of pursuit a lot of times in uh so the, the, what they do, the, the rock shocks they chase you. Mm-hmm. Um and that that's all they, they really do. Mm-hmm. Uh until you get to a specific door that puts you back in the real world. Right. Um we'll talk about kind of what they what they do, but to me, like when you have pursuit based gameplay, a lot of that is interesting because it's recontextualizing a space that you knew. Mm-hmm. You know, to how to get through it. So it's like, hey, I explore this kind of languidly. Oh, what shit. How do well do I remember it? Yeah. To get chased through it. Um, and this doesn't do that. Like the spaces are too abstract. Mm-hmm. Um, you lose any kind of sense of place. You lose, you know, you, you lose that that sense, that part of pursuit. Mm-hmm. So it becomes like a weird, like a like an iPhone runner uh, in in effect. Yeah, that's, like a, good, just, that's like a good way to put doors. it with with the yeah, with the added um kind of benefit of, you know, you need you you know, you have a waypoint, you have a goal you're trying to get to and there is, mm-hmm. you know, like forward isn't the only way. You do have to make choices and keep a general sense of your bearing for how to get where you're going to go. Um, yeah. you know, some of these dungeons is real easy to turn around in. Yeah. Yeah, because they're, they're mazes. Mm-hmm. They're like mazes without a sense of place. They're no longer real places. They're mm-hmm. doom levels. Right. You know, like we, we switched into doom levels. And that just as a trick, like, loses me pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't, you know, for a game though where the only verb is to be pursued, which is something I really like in video games, in, yeah. in horror games specifically, uh, I was never really scared or tense during these. And I also did not... Uh, enjoy the environment I was moving through. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't have uh, that going for it. And they could have done, this is something where I feel like if this were a game that's made now, they could have done more. Like I wish that there had been like, um, I was thinking about the uh, this chase scene, the the big one in Dark Corners of the Earth. Yeah. When you go through that room and there's like the, the fish woman who like you walked in on her <laughs> and you don't have time to look at her. She's just kind of there out of the corner of your eye. All you do is running. hear her yelling, yeah. Yeah, like what if they did more stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, like there was there were things here that remarked on the psychology of the game, that remarked mm-hmm. on the story, remarked on the world, as opposed to Doom levels made of ice. Yes. Uh, and it just ended up bumming me out. Yeah. Like as a thing. And the, the actual mechanics of what happens, you know, the consequence for being chased is really rote as well. Like mm-hmm. as much as, you know, it's cool that you can't fight back, what happens is they get on you and then you have to do a wee waggle. Mm-hmm really hard to get them off and then they're off and they're stunned for a second and you keep running right that's like basically it just about you, know, you, get, <laughs> yeah, you can hide which i did not know i didn't know the whole time i played this game right uh, i read about it later but you mm-hmm. can hide yeah um, but they, they just kind of home in on you they don't have like ai it's not a stealth game or it's not alien isolation right like right, they're not right. searching for you they just home in on you mm-hmm. yeah um, you can and throw obstacles throw- to slow them down yeah yeah, mm. you know, and it does slow them down, but it just feels like they kind of randomly spawn in. Yeah, yeah, especially you know, the ones that come at you from the from in front of you. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't feel like the, you know, oh, I go through a door and a raw shock uh, burst through at me. It doesn't feel yeah. like that is intentional to, like, dissuade me from going down a path. Like, no, that's actually the way that I need to go. Um, mm-hmm. It just feels kind of random. Yeah, it's just a world state where these things are always chasing me from all angles during this world state. Mm-hmm. So I may as well just kind of push through and like if I die and have to restart, well, fuck, I shouldn't have gone that way. No, if I, you know, if not, I just kind of go forward like these. These are tensionless and there's maybe six of them. There's like six or seven. There aren't that many of them, right? but they're long and I did not get value out of them. Mm. 
Like I ended up hating these things, uh, even like, and pretty much from the start, like the first time it happened is like, Oh, this is kind of neat, mm-hmm. but I did not get a lot of joy out of these. I don't like them. Yeah. It doesn't, um, it, it starts at a place and no more interest is added. Um, yeah. you know, uh, you know, for, for me, at least until you get to the last one, the one that takes place in the apartment, the nowhere. Yeah. Um, and I think that is cool, but, um, but yeah, yeah it just kind of starts at a place and nothing really is added. Like maybe there will be, you know, so there's one in the mall where you have a puzzle that you have to do that, or that relies on you either remembering a thing or going back to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's about it. Uh, you've yeah. got flares and stuff that can make it a little bit easier, but it's more like a, uh, like a no shit button that you can press yeah. to, you know, to, to get all of them off of you if you are dragged down. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and if you, if you, you know, if you fail, like, you know, you, you try again. Yes. Um, which is okay. I'm not saying I wanted to re- like erase your save or anything. It just, mm-hmm. it added to the, the lack of consequence added to the feeling of lack of, of impact of these segments. Contrast that, with, contrast that with, other, with other entries in the series or with survival horror games in general before this, um, where failure in doing poorly in combat or having like a bad dungeon for combat puts you in a much worse position. Uh, yeah, for later on, yeah. You, know? you either lose more progress with via typewriter system, which is something that I can, I can have mixed feelings about, mm-hmm. or you barely make it and you made bad, you, you're, you fuck up the meta game. Yes. Like, which is you maintaining your resources mm-hmm. for the entire game. And there's no meta game to this. Yeah. So there's nothing to, to fuck up there. And it, it just, uh, yeah, it drained just like so much from these sequences. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not, they don't do it constantly. It's not most of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the game is a walking sim. Yeah. Um, similar to like Call of Cthulhu, right? Like this yeah. feels like big walking sim energy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the parts where it's there are actively like very subtractive to me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, kind of over, mm-hmm. kind of rolled my eyes. Yeah. Um, the reason that climax put, you know, took these things apart, you know, separated monsters and puzzles or monsters and exploration was because they didn't want to overwhelm the players. Yeah. Uh, they wanted to foreground, uh, their story. They wanted to foreground immersion. And they felt that if you had to run when they were trying to show you something that that would be a detrimental experience, especially for people that they were trying to bring in, you know, because this is a fresh start, somebody who had never played a silent Hill game before what that did is just compromise the product as we've uh, uh, alluded to, because that sense of overwhelm is a huge part of the horror. It's a huge part of the dread, like overwhelm yeah. me, please. As a person who likes horror games, that is the thing that does it for me. Or, or cut it out. Yep. <laughs> you know, or, or just make your walking sim. That is like a psychological game that is not meant to be overwhelming or scary or mm-hmm. tense because you're not going to get it with this. Right. And just have this be the story of this, you know, figment of imagination, slowly realizing it's a figment of an imagination yes you know and just go with that you know but it, it just it, it feels like an unconfident move to me mm-hmm. um and and yeah you know i, I do do not like yeah um the third mode which is good which yes. is this first person uh mode where you're being uh psychoanalyzed by the absolutely worst psychologist on earth <laughs> dr the, Kaufman. the horny drunk uh, <laughs> the, the very aggressive horny drunk yeah the aggressive horny drunk all three of those words like those are three things that can happen when you drink yep uh and none of them are good like no one's like man i really love him he, like when he gets a few drinks in him he gets real horny yeah like he he gets real aggressive like nobody wants this you know like i love it when he when he drinks a lot he gets real drunk yeah like this is all stuff you're just describing like a yeah. sad 
old friend from high school. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's like the, the, the point of these things is that, he, you know, you cannot talk. Um, yeah. Otherwise, that would, that, would, that would give it up. Uh, uh, you know, a psychologist who talks more than you is not doing their job correctly. But he yeah. is definitely like just like insulting you and berating you. Like in Weird. the story, <laughs> in the, yeah. like, like in like in the story, he is, you know, the um, like the last resort kind of guy. The one yeah. who's, you know, who uses these methods to break people out. Brain boot camp. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> brain camp. A basic braining. Yeah. Yeah, yeah basic um, But uh, before you know that, before you realize that, um, you know, Cheryl is, and, you know, basically like a, a last-ditch effort at this point, uh, it comes across as real bad. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's it, effective, it even, right? Like, it's 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 scary. Like it, you does, know. it does break her down. And they're great. They're fun scenes. Yeah. Like, they're they're really welcome. Yeah. Um, you know, every time they come up. Like, out of the, you know, the, the two out of three modes of this are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's, and it's effective. It works in the plot. Yeah. You know, it works to do what it, it's supposed to do. It's just imagining like <laughs> going to a psychologist, especially knowing the twist and just being like, you don't get enough sex, do you? Yeah. yeah. You could stand to get laid more. You know, just, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> as, as, I, as I swirl my rocks glass. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, it's like, and I, you know, I've seen drinking before you showed up. Yeah. You know, just the, uh, yeah, horny drunk. Oh yeah, uh, but uh, when when you're in his office, he is kind of administering tests to you. He is asking you questions, and you nod or shake your head by moving the Wii remote. Uh, and he's giving these little quizzes, and this plays into the themes of the game. Usually, it relate mm-hmm. the questions relate to uh, what just happened in the game or what is about to happen. Um, and all uh, it also plays into kind of like the real innovation of the game. I think like the thing that makes this the most noteworthy, which is the psychographics. You know, this is it, definitely the hook. Yes. Like if, if this if this were not in the game. Mm-hmm. What would justify the game? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like th- this is this is the hook. This is the the cool thing. It's not the Wii controls. It's mm-hmm. definitely not the chase sequences, and right. it's really not the reimagining of the story. Because as we mentioned, like this takes the story and just says like it was all a dream, basically. Right, right. right. Uh, which is not an interesting way to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the thing that is interesting about the game. The game opens up with a big red warning, psychology warning. <laughs> this game plays you as much as you play it, which which, which is a marketing tagline. Super if I have ever heard marketing, one. yeah, <laughs> like really, really hilariously marketing. Like, <laughs> oh no, this is. Dangerous. I'm gonna have to get bombed. That it's okay to play this. Um, but what it what it does is uh, it does keep pretty meticulous track mm-hmm. of things that you do, which sorts you into uh, four categories that uh, correspond to different endings, mm-hmm. but also change the cutscenes and individual details yes. of the game. Uh, and this is something where like. I'm not going to play this again, but I can see on repeat playthroughs, role-playing, making this very satisfying. Yes. Um, You know, because a lot of the changes are pretty superficial, but it can be, you know, it's interesting that, like, hey, your character was super extra horny. Um, Now there is a picture of, like, a poster of a naked lady. Yes. On the wall here that wasn't there before. Mm -hmm. Or this character, who has multiple different possible um, appearances, shows up more scantily clad. Versus being yes. more conservatively clad, um, yeah. you know this major character, uh, their personality instead of being just you know, instead of being friendly, like maybe they're drunk when you find them. Um, mm-hmm. If you have you know demonstrated by looking at stuff and interacting with stuff in the game um, that that is like what you are, or you know that yeah. that, that that is an aspect of your personality is addictiveness. Yeah, and how you remember it. Yes, you know, basically this this is playing with the fact that you know said this a bunch of times. One hundred percent. What percentage of memories are fake? A hundred, mm-hmm. uh-huh. right? Like you've you've never remembered something exactly how it happened. Right. Uh, just deal with it. 
You know, mm-hmm. it is is just true, yeah. and we all do this. It's just taking that that thing, the real thing about human psychology, and exaggerating mm-hmm. it, not for terror, but again for like interest. Yeah, like yeah. it's just kind of interesting. To, to keep, like it's not to keep you, know, you ill at ease, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit, a little bit uh, uneasing, and mostly just like something I intellectually appreciate. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's neat. Yeah, like, and you know, just like the, the the changes range from fundamental to pretty basic. The story still follows, uh, you know, like a broad arc, but like this can impact gameplay. Like certain puzzles are are altered. You go into different rooms; different things are available to you depending mm-hmm. on how these how these scores go. It's a yes. really cool system. And to understand, you know, when you read interviews about this, they said like, yeah, like literally everything has a value associated with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is it's worth talking about. This is actually uh, not just, you know, choices you make, but it's also what you look at. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's trying to get like a uh, a subconscious, yeah. you know, subconscious, uh, uh, conscious kind of read of you. Yeah. So like if you spend a bunch of time looking at boobies, you know, as the player, because you're playing a video game and it's like, you know. You yeah. look at the boobies, not because you're, you know, necessarily a horny gamer American, but just because, I know, oh, I, well, and you have nothing else to do. Right. It's, it's a, it's a cutscene where I can control where I look and that's mm-hmm. it, Yeah. you know, but it actually cares about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being kind of weirdly meta because it's like a thing, you know, if, if, if I'm stuck in a first person mode in a video game and I have not, there's nothing to look at. There's nothing interesting. I can just move my cursor. Mm-hmm. I will look at stuff I think makes my avatar more funny. <laughs> like I, I will just be like well, this conversation with this doctor is much more funny if i can't stop staring at his crotch because i'm kind of bored because you know i can sit down and watch a cutscene just fine but if yeah. you're leaving, it's the same reason why in half-life 2 i try to climb the the shelves yes in the background while people are explaining the teleporter or whatever it's mm-hmm. like well gotta, i need something to do yeah uh you know so you'll do that and then the game actually pays attention to it mm-hmm it cares about that stuff and it's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um it's not just about the content too, it's about the pace um as yeah. well. Like it is it is paying attention to like how seriously are you taking the 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 you know the the search, right? Like yeah. are you stopping and dicking around with every little thing? Yes. Um you know, uh, just the th- things related to that. Uh it's an incredibly neat, incredibly comprehensive system that is absolutely the core of this game. Yeah. It's it's the thing that makes us worth talking about i think yes if it wasn't in here i would say we do a different silent hill game (laughs) right right um and it's it's just very interesting to again that meta sense because it is like something that's damning you for video game behavior Mm -hmm. you know like not being committed to the search and trying to look in that's what you do when you're playing a video game it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with whether you're role playing but your avatar is judged based on how well the player role plays Mm mm-hmm this different situation, which is just really interesting yeah. uh, because it is trying to break the the fourth wall. It's not just what happens to the character. It's also trying to say like, Hey, this happens to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like at the end it says, this is what you're like the player. Right. And this is, this fell down for me pretty hard. Oh like, yeah. Like, oh, you the... know, you're afraid of confrontation. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> you know, you know I'll, I'll fight anybody who fucking says that. The, um, <laughs> you know, but it, it's, it was, it's a neat trick. It's a cool idea yes. that I think it wasn't quite, able to do it's batting a little bit above its weight class as a a first throw though i don't know like yeah, it, as a first throw, interesting. Yeah. Not bad. You um, know? you know, and 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 I like this. The, this fits in with the series. You know, remember Silent Hill Two, how it handled its endings. You know, it it gave you different endings depending on how you treated Maria or like how self destructive you how self destructively you played. Um, yeah. You know, it paid attention to like what inventory items you looked at. Um, so like this as a continuation of that is also really satisfying as like a fan of the series. Yeah, yeah, it's a neat idea. Um, so the, uh, changes how NPCs look, changes how enemies look, 
you know, which is cool. Yeah. Like uh, the, the actual, the, the raw shocks will look different mm. depending on things. And it's, it disguises it because you think, oh, there's a new monster. <laughs> you know, it looks like this, like this is just a new creature, but no, yeah. it's always the same creature. Right. It's just, uh, it's, it's, you know, a, what the it's always the same behavior, but it, you know, it modifies itself again, you know, like, at, like fitting into the series. It, you know, the creatures were always in some form or fashion, a manifestation of, you know, either an important person in the town or you yourself, you know, you brought, you brought the patient demons into the, this you brought the nurses into this here it's just doing that for the player as well um and these designs are all really cool um and what's also cool is it's not just like modal it's not like okay like the like you know all of them are going to be sexy now um it can mix and match them too so you can have like sexy ones that are also abstract like it is yeah. looking at the entire like splat chart of them um yeah yeah so like four different mutations that you can get like uh if you have a high sexual score it'll be like you know curvy and feminine uh high addiction makes them uh, misshapen and covered in tumors which is pretty cool um uh low friendliness score like if you're just a dick uh makes them appear emaciated and they have these uh chunks missing from them uh and if mm -hmm. you're mr eye on the prize i love this design the most that's the one that i get the most often when i play this uh is the abstract ones um, which mm. uh, has them cut into weird ribbon-like spirals, like their body isn't all connected to each other, and different parts of them kind of look like statues. Um, yeah, you know, really good. What uh, what, mm -hmm. did, what which of these did you uh, end up getting? Um, you know, if they change mm -hmm. throughout the game, um, I think that I never saw the addiction or friendliness ones. I think I started sexual and ended abstract. Gotcha. Uh, and that probably had to do with being eyes on the prize because I was sick of these chase sequences and ready for the game to be over right, so i was right. you know kind of rushing mm -hmm. at yeah. that point i never saw the low friendliness ones mm. um and i uh never saw the high addiction ones right. maybe in the beginning there was some addiction because i think in the beginning i didn't realize until afterwards but like i looked at the bottle of booze or whatever and it started gotcha. me on the alcohol and then and on the opening quiz i said like yeah i'll drink mm -hmm. from time to time and that puts you on the alcoholic path right um so, uh, you know, as we mentioned, uh, this is something that's trying to say something about you, the player, but it's also the avatar you're controlling because twist, um, what you're doing is you're controlling, uh, Cheryl's memory of Harry. Mm -hmm. Um, you were in a therapy session. Cheryl is now 25 years old and Harry died in that car crash. Yes. So this is basically you coming to terms with the man that your father was. Right. Uh, which is what you're playing in the game. Yeah. When you're playing as Harry, you are her conception of her father, who she never really knew because seven-year-old, how much can you really know your parents? Um, mm -hmm. And you start out as the hero searching for her, which is what a seven-year-old might consider their father to be. Then the entirety of the game is going through the intervening 18 years and picking up new information and picking up traits until when you arrive at the, you know, at the therapy session as Harry in the ending, you are what he quote actually was yes right yep and that's what the what the game is uh is about yeah the um so the chase sequences play into this even though i do think that they're garbage and should have been cut mm -hmm. um these are you know the freezing is your mind freezing up because you've been told something you don't want to hear mm -hmm. um and then the the raw shocks are supposed to be your personal sensors trying to stop you uh harry from reaching you which is symbolically you coming to terms with what your father was yes yeah. Um, and you can see this too, like, you know, it is, you know, the, uh, I, the, you died cutscene is not necessarily the enemies hurting you. All they really do is jump on you, bring you down, and then they start like caressing you. It's a snuggle puggle, puggle, <laughs> yeah. puddle, 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 snuggle it's puddle, a snuggle pile. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's just it's just them sitting around. It, it, it's a love in, you know. Yeah, but then you just wake really up back at the start of the sequence. You know, yeah. there 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 is no death really implied. Yeah. Um, and the things you're finding initially, 
Uh, it feels like you are just learning about this town mm-hmm. uh, and all the various NPCs, but a lot of the things you're finding in these stories are actually thinly veiled stories about Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was reading about this, it seems like there are a couple of these that feel contradictory. Mm-hmm. Um, in the moment, this is what I assumed was going on, and I think that is what's intentional. I don't know what's an editing error and what is actually you yeah. know, a problem. The, there are some of them that happen to people around her, like the stuff in the woods didn't necessarily happen to her. Yeah. It was just a party yeah. that she was at where a bunch of stuff went bad. Yeah, but bad things happen. So this is, you know, you're getting what it feels like. You're just getting these stories of these people in the town. Mm-hmm. Um, we should talk about how you get those. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. I also don't like this uh, as a thing. I feel like this is a chore. Yeah. Um, you find ghosts, like you find little distortions in the air, and then you take a photo of it. It becomes a ghost, and then you get a text message or a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hate this. Yeah. Like, is, this feels like an annoying chore. Just that's, find, it's hot and cold. It's not fun. Audio. Yeah, let me find an audio log. Mm-hmm. Like getting a, going through the inter- interface to take the uh, take photos mm-hmm. uh, is really a pain in the dick. Yeah, um, and it sucks because the phone is otherwise a joy. Like the the way you can call every phone number in the game. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Like absolutely love it. I adore it. I think it's it's really clever. I think uh-huh. it's really fun. The way that I have to use the camera just mm-hmm. suck my entire ass. <laughs> like just eat my whole ass, dude. Like I, I hate it. The, like the hidden ending with UFO thing. I was just like, that sounds so tedious and dumb. Yeah. Like what yeah. a, what a horrible gameplay mechanic that is, mm-hmm. you know? So just, just take the entire ass, like put it on, <laughs> on lazy Susan and serve yourself a slice because I, I am not interested mm-hmm. in that. Um, so this is, and I was doing it because I wanted the story. Right. Right. And I definitely, it- I had that moment where I was like, oh, I can just read these on fucking wiki. Yeah. Like, what if I just read all these in one in aggregate at the end? <laughs> and it'd be fine. You know? It'd be, be fine. fine. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, not, not all of them are based on pictures. Some of them are just based on proximity. But what will happen is you will walk in and you will hear radio static while you were in the entire room. And it will be as loud as it can be when you are in the half of the room that the object of interest is at. And there is mm-hmm. no more feedback. And you have to stand next to and look at the object that will explode with the psychic energy or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It is a very bad, hot and cold game yeah real bummer to get something that is actually the content of which is neat yeah and uh you know important to the story mm-hmm. yeah yeah Add, adding the cell phone makes this i mean it's, it's 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 a good it's a good addition with the exception of you know that the way that they were the camera that. yeah yeah anything with the camera i think is lame yeah you know every everything with uh, the map everything with the phone is great mm-hmm. um so when you when you finally as harry as imagination harry get to cheryl um, that's you arriving in reality. Like you actually walk into the psychiatrist's office, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the ending kind of articulates based on whether what Cheryl thought of you, mm-hmm. whether she can accept who you are and what that uh, what that is, what that looks like. Right. And you get these kind of endings that are basically a, a true memory. Mm hmm. You know, of what what your dad was like. Yeah. Throughout the game, you um, you know, the the game opens with uh, like a VHS home movie. And when it reaches a certain point, it always rewinds. And, you know, you're watching it over and over again. Cheryl saying, I love my daddy. The ending, like the actual ending after, um, you know, like before right before the credits, after she leaves therapy is showing what else was on that tape. Yeah. 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 It was a Price is Right rerun. (laughs) Yeah, that her daddy was on. So do. Yeah. 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 He, he got $1 in the final showcase showdown, but flubbed it. So it's the, uh, yeah, it's, you it's know, it's, it's the way it goes. <laughs> so. he, he said no whammy so many times, but what happens when he got a whammy? <laughs> then he got chased to the ice zone by the whammies. And it was, <laughs> it's, it's so good. Um, yeah, I got the, I got the ending where uh, her, the dad and the mom fight. Mm-hmm. And then the dad explains like, hey, 
you know, we uh, we don't love each other, but we still love you. Right, right. Yeah, that's what so, I got as well. Yeah, that's uh, but yeah, we'll talk about the other ones mm-hmm. um, and stuff. Uh, so this is the uh, the second Western developed Silent Hill game after the same team uh, made Silent Hill Origins for PSP, which is uh, by reputation not good. I have not played it. Um, I just recently like it. I just recently streamed it. It's not great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people do not like it. No, no. Um, Konami had a lot of, a lot of pots on the fire at this point, uh, for the Silent Hill series. Um, they didn't really know which way to go with it. And the, what ultimately became Silent Hill Shattered Memories was these three, you know, different proposals for different games that they just kind of wrapped up together. Um, any, any of these would have been interesting, like Brahms PD, the rail shooter one. Like, I don't know. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd probably be down. Uh, you know, the Umbrella Chronicles is cool. Yeah, we're both we're both defenders of those those Resident Evil yeah, Wii games, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like it alternated um, action segments, you know, where you were shooting stuff, and then the therapy segments, which would impact the action segments. Uh, so you mm-hmm. have that uh, th- that a little bit there. You had another one which was a little bit more um, conventional. Called that uh, was codenamed mm-hmm. Cold Heart, uh, which had de-emphasized combat. Combat was still there, but uh, that had the snow and ice. There was like a body temperature. Uh, yeah, survival. System. Yeah, yeah. It was like a survival game. Um, and the third one, though, is just remaking the first game. Right, right. Um, which uh, they wanted to do for because it was the 10th anniversary, and it would have been a much more straight up, uh, you know, or less straight up, rather, remake mm-hmm. and more like the movie. Right. Um, yeah. So instead, though, they did this, which is kind of took elements of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Turnaround is really quick. It was announced in May of 20, uh, 2009 and released that December. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, very quick. I mean, I'm sure work had been done before that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it wasn't developed in seven months. But... <laughs> it would be ridiculous. So this would be on Epic Suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, And the, t- the team, kind of the intention was the team wanted to start fresh and make this entry point for, for new fans. Um, but also they serve the previous fans yes as well like it's not disrespectful to the legacy yeah as a fan i feel serviced like um every location from the first game is present here like right down to um really minor ones as well so like in the in the uh, first game you go to a church that's called the balkans church here that's a nightclub that one of the characters works at yeah. Um, you know, and there are these like, you know, echoes and rhymes that happen with all the different characters. What they do with Dahlia, I think, is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was I was super into seeing how these different elements were going to be um, incorporated and changed um, on my first mm-hmm. go through. And every go through, I am just real happy with the decisions that they made. Yeah, lots of Easter eggs. Yes. You know, um, the uh, the music was done by Akira uh Yamaoka, mm-hmm. uh, who did the music and sound design for this again. Um, this is a Silent Hill veteran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is the last one that he worked on. Yes. Um, this is, I believe, the last soundtrack that Mary Elizabeth McGlynn uh, worked on as well, uh, doing vocals. Really, though, the only mainline Silent Hill that was after this was, uh, was Downpour, and that used a completely different sound team to its detriment. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also uh, different because the soundtrack is dynamic. Uh, uh, at least in the chase scenes, uh, the, mm-hmm. the, there had never been dynamic tracks before. Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. respond to the action of the chase. So, um, this got the Wii version is the original version. It also got ported to the PSP and PS2. Um, I think you'd lose all that interactivity and it would be really boring without it. Yeah. yeah. Not so much that I would like, there's actually, I mean, we didn't really talk about this earlier. Like part of the reason I think I didn't like the chase sequences is I never totally got used to how this controlled. Yeah. I always felt a little bit like the camera was the wrong distance from my character. Yeah. It feels really close up. <laughs> yeah. I kept yeah. like turning around on accident or, and because when you turn around, when you get close to something, you leap over it. Mm-hmm. Like very early on, there's that playground 
And yeah. I kept just like leaping over that, like that waist high fence over and over. And yeah. I was like, this is fucking clown college. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is happening to me. Um, what am I playing Metal Gear Solid 2? Why do I keep accidentally doing things no one has ever accidentally done in their life? Um, and the whole game, I kind of struggled with it. It was never like pointing the flashlight was smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was it. Like yeah. anytime I was moving my guy in, in tandem with that. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It didn't feel great. Like the, yeah. uh, and it made me think, like, wonder whether I would prefer like a more traditional dual stick setup. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, unlocking a door would be annoying. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I don't totally know if it like what the the trade off is with that. Have you played the PSP or PS2 versions? No. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious yeah. what they're like. They're expensive. Weirdly enough. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I mean, just the, those systems are easy to emulate. I could get over that, but, um, just the, like I, I, in the past I had figured, oh, I don't have the Wii version. That's definitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, sold pretty well. Uh, got, got some good reviews. This is like in that 7.8 mm-hmm. corridor. Yeah. Um, pretty well regarded by fans of the series. Like I don't hear a lot of people who, um, you know, that's a fan base that is really hard to please. Um, I know there's not an awful lot of shade thrown at this. I think that it is accepted as like a re- a good departure. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know what the circumcision content is or is not in this. Um, well, it's weird that the Moyle flashback is extremely weird with the Wemo. I know, especially because like, it's about, a <laughs> because the game, you know, you know, with Cheryl, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I mean, you're circumcising the memory of her father. Oh yeah, yeah. You have that. You have that memory of your father getting drunk and circumcising himself. <laughs> With a so, cigar cutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, <laughs> auto oil syndrome. Yeah. Fucking yuck, man. Um. So uh, there's no follow up to this. Uh, you know, elements of the chase system were incorporated into Silent Hill Downpour. Um, and I don't know, this, this comes out at a weird time, uh, in terms of pursuit based horror games as well. It feels like that would become much more common in the 2010s shortly after this mm-hmm. came out, you know, like this is a year before amnesia, um, which, you know, emphasize pursuit even more than penumbra, et cetera. Um, yeah, it just, it, it just, it's a, it's, it is a weird inflection point. I think 2009 in this particular game. Mm hmm. No, and it has. A, I didn't know this uh, going into it, but this is uh, written by Sam Barlow. Yep, uh, who is the dude uh, who did her story and telling lies, mm-hmm. and it makes actually a lot of sense. It does. You know, this as as a, a early work, a early lead work. Mm-hmm. No, he's done. Yeah, and no. if, if you look at his like game, you know, his gameography or whatever it is, the list of games he's made, like this is or the first kind of standout into more narrative heavy work. Like he mm-hmm. was one of the leads on Silent Hill Origins, but his hands were really tied on that um, mm-hmm. to make a pretty traditional Silent Horror, Silent Hill horror game. Um, yeah. And this is kind of what got him in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. As somebody uh, mildly cooler on that guy's games than most of my peers, mm-hmm. uh, I dug this. Yeah. So this this is probably my favorite Sam Barlow game. Yeah. Uh, weirdly enough. You might so, not be alone in that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm probably not totally alone. <laughs> 
So let's get started. <laughs> we've got this opening. Uh, we've got a home video that's going to recur throughout this. Harry is taking Cheryl to, to an amusement park. They are putting their uh, heads through a little painting and taking a picture. He is the knight. She is the princess. He's protecting her from the dragon. And she says, I love my daddy. And then rewinds to watch that over and over again. Really, really loves her daddy. Uh, yes. Um, the uh, I want to go to this amusement park pretty bad. It's pretty good. Like, I want to go to the uh, dragon and medieval-themed amusement park. There's mm -hmm. always, like, one, like, the dragon wagon. Mm -hmm. Like, dragon-themed roller coaster, but an entire theme park? Mm -hmm. Get out of here. Yeah. Like, I would never look badly on my father if he took me to something like that. No, no. One of the you best uh, mini-golf courses I went to was real, uh, was, uh, it was down in Myrtle Beach. When I was a kid, it was all medieval-themed, and there were dragons and fire effects and stuff like that. It's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. Into it. But uh, um, that gives way to the opening credits where we see Dr. Kaufman pre-gaming it. <laughs> yeah, pre-gaming his therapy session. Yeah. Pre-gaming his work, which, like, uh, understandably, uh, we all do that. Uh -huh. You know, I just sat down drinking some scotch before I recorded. Yeah, no, it's funny, not sad. Uh, um, yeah, it's funny, not sad. <laughs> um, so, and Harry uh, drives down a snowy road uh, here. And uh, then... Uh, Kaufman rings his new patient in and Harry crashes and I really like thought like Harry just arrived and he was just gonna walk out and get to go into the therapy and like I'm here. I flipped my I flipped my vet, like, but yeah, yeah, I made it. <laughs> Smash. Gotta yeah. get to therapy. Gotta get to therapy. <laughs> don't want a late fee. Don't want a late fee. Smash. Um oh, yeah. and, and it's like this is in in retrospect. This is a pretty big hint that you're not Harry getting therapy because you just got into a car crash. I know, right? It's not doing any of the semiotics <laughs> of flashbacks. Right, right. You know, it just, uh, it'd be really funny if you rolled out of the car and walked into therapy. Head bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you like a drink? You know, <laughs> just. Uh, uh, so Kaufman rings his new patient and his secretary also has to work at night, which is sad. Mm -hmm. um, Harry cry, uh, passes out. After he crashed. Yes. And this brings us our first therapy section. You know, we're going to go back to where it all began. Um, mm -hmm. And Kaufman gives you this short personality test. This base, this uh, sets a couple of starting values. So you get a little bit of uh, what the world, you know, has a little bit of impact on the world design for you. But it's asking mm -hmm. pretty basic stuff. Um, you know, do, do you make friends easily? Um, do you drink uh, to relax? Uh, how sexually adventurous are you, et cetera? Yeah. Yep, just yes or no questions. Very simple. Mm -hmm. um, so when you wake up as Harry, uh, you're in the town streets. It's nighttime. It's uh, snowing. You can't find Cheryl. Right. Um, and as you're walking around, you can call her name in a heavy rain-esque sense. Mm -hmm. um, because initially, at least, you are you are definitely eyes on the prize searching yes. uh, for her. You are looking for your little girl, seven years old, about this tall, dark hair. Yep. Um, and the, tu the tutorial has you going through this gas station. Uh, the entire town is abandoned. There's nobody here. Um, and it gives you, you know, like, hey, here's your flashlight. Uh, here is how to manipulate optics in the world. Um, and you have, like, a, what weirdly is a choice. Like, if this was a video game, you would just go into every room. But because it is looking at everything, it is testing whether you go to the exit, whether you go to the men's room, or whether you go to the ladies' room. Yeah, Denton. It is unprofessional <laughs> to go into the ladies' room yes. when you're searching for your daughter. Um, yeah. Uh, and, of course, you know, I played it like a video game. Right, right. Like, initially. Like, 
you know, again, like talking about that gamer psychographic it's testing, it's interesting because it felt like it was testing how much of a pervert I was, but really it tested how patient I was. <laughs> like initially I was Linda checking every room and then mm -hmm. at the end I had my eyes on the prize because I was ready for the game to be over. Yeah. And that's what it ended up actually tracking, <laughs> you know, which has nothing to do with me. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, it does if it was testing your, your game gamer psychographics. Yeah. But. I was worried that because I was playing it for the show that I would get uh, something that was relatively skewed, but my profile at the end felt pretty spot on. So yeah. I don't know, but yeah, um, pass through a secure, you, uh, to, through a television shop and you get your first little puzzle here. You have to point the camera, the, you have to bring up the right camera and press the button to release the door that's locked. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, again, just teaching you to, to use the Wii mode as this like kind of physical extension of your hands. Right. Um, you get through, uh, that you get to this playground. Um, there's a key to the door for the playground that somebody has hidden in a beer. <laughs> um, you're just playing with toys at this point. It feels very manhole. Like just yeah, pick up and yeah. shake these things. Um, what's kind of neat about this is it's only a beer can if you show addiction um, at the mm, start. Yeah, if you said can, you wanted to drink. Yeah, it, it can if it's just a um, um, a pop can. Uh, mm. th th that's an option as well. It's a can of amyl nitrate. This <laughs> is some poppers. <laughs> yeah, it's just a popper can. Loosen up, man. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> duck. Um, <laughs> So you get out, um, and depending on, again, this is also a psychographic thing. You can either, mm -hmm. there's a diner or a bar yep. uh, that you can go to here. Um, I did say I drank, but I did get the diner mm -hmm. here, so I don't know what's up with that. Um, I went in, and we meet our first NPC here, uh, Sybil, uh -huh. who is a police officer, and we know Sybil. Yeah, Sybil, the police officer from uh, the first game, and mm -hmm. you met her in, in a diner in the first game as well. This is where uh, this is where you woke up. Uh, what did Sybil look like for you? Um, like a straight-up police officer. Okay. Yeah. So like a, a very uh, I know that she can look like Dengel from uh, Rio 911, basically, like <laughs> like a sexy Dengel, um, you know, but she just looked like a police officer to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had the, uh, the the conservatively dressed one um, and the uh, she was friendly as well. She was not uh, very abrupt with me. So no, she was friendly with me either, even though this is kind of where, you know, as much as this game, it fails to be scary. The unease comes from um, kind of a Lynchian sense of like offness to things. Mm -hmm. And this is where that kind of begins. So she, you know, you're getting that kind of like that offness because she's like looks at your ID and she's like, hey, you live really close to here. Yeah, maybe and she's never, home. You know, maybe so. And at no point do you ever say like, "Hey, why are you alone in the diner? Nobody's working here. Why mm -hmm. have I not seen anybody? Why?" You know, at no point does she say like, "You know, you never like I was in an accident." Mm -hmm. You know, we're never going to call the hospital. Like nothing yeah. is. Well, you, you, you say, hey, I was in an accident, and there is, uh, like, the one the the main way that uh, Sybil's attitude toward, toward you can change is if she is concerned that, like, hey, you hit yeah. your head and you are obviously unwell, or she can say, hey, this isn't adding up, and you're, uh, you're committing crimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she doesn't do anything about it regardless. Right. You know, she's not acting like a civil servant. Right. You can call 911 before <laughs> this, you know, and you're not getting good results from that. Right. Uh, you know, either they don't hear you or it's out of service. I think you can do it multiple times during the game. You get different results. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the lines are overwhelmed or whatever because yeah. there's a storm, but it doesn't doesn't add up to the player. Yeah, because, because you're calling from hell. All the other person hears is a telemarketer. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you you live close there. She's like, hey, maybe your daughter's there. Um, you know, the phone, your phone rings, but then the person on the other end hung up um, and it, a lot of this stuff gets uh you know tracked up to the storm right right it's a bad storm like there are snow drifts outside that are you know up the side you know the size of buildings uh, yeah. which is pretty effective i don't know coming from a place that gets bad snowstorms um you know i'm, I'm scared of those 
you know yeah it's, it's pretty bad yeah. um, it's a way it's a way to make walls yes to make it so you can't make uh have direct paths but at least it's diegetic yes um so you have to pass back through this playground and this is where you get your first uh echo photo photo tutorial there's a shadow on one of the swings that you take a mm-hmm. picture of yeah yeah yep um so you get back on the streets you're trying to get back home um you get a call from from cheryl and cheryl warns you says like listen you can't fight you need to run uh, telling you basically there's no combat in this game mm-hmm. and then uh, the world freezes over and we get our first chase sequence yes the walls of ice stretch up into the sky there's some good yeah. doctor strange stuff going on um especially yeah. as like uh huge gushers of water um have just burst up parts of the infrastructure and cars and they're frozen mm-hmm. into these uh sculptures above you pretty good yeah it i mean yeah i have mixed feelings on it like i like it but you're not really meant to like it does no relation to the world. Right, it still right. feels like I've just been transported to a video game level. Yeah, a little bit. To me. But I, I, like, I, like, I, I like it aesthetically, at least at this point. You know, the way that yeah. the world is destroyed around you. You know, it's, it's, it's stuff that is meant to be seen out of the corner of your eye. I think I would like it if it was, I went through this space, I dug the space, and now I've seen how it's transformed. Same. Yeah. Instead, it feels unrelated to the, the main game yeah. in a way that really, you know, added too much distance for me. Like, I think it is a cool effect that should be used elsewhere. I hear you. Yeah. Um, so you just flee. Uh, mm-hmm. You run through this school building. Um, it's fairly easy to get turned around, but this is a more simple maze than later. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you get your interest to the flare mechanic. You find one of those yeah. uh, moving through an empty swimming pool. Um, and you, again, you can use those to just get them off your nuts. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Just a little oh shit button. Buy you some breathing mm-hmm. room. Um, yeah. You're climbing over stuff as well. Uh, the game does something you know pretty true. I think that's good. It's good design where um, ledges and things that you are supposed to interact with are lined with blue light. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like yeah. Uh, if you are meant to climb up this, you know, this is not just a piece of scenery. You know, it will be lit up so you can so you know to run toward it. Yeah. 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 So at least initially, these are not very frustrating or difficult. Right. Uh, which is probably good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but eventually you just climb over a fence and you drop on Levin Street uh, and things mm-hmm. are back to normal, at least, you know, as normal as they can get when you are yeah. a dead figment. Uh, and the focus shifts back to Kaufman and it's coloring time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is really great. <laughs> did, 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 um, did, you, did, you know, did you know that this would have an effect? Uh, not initially, no. Okay. Like I didn't know until after it had the effect. So he asks you some questions about family and friends, and he says, all right, well, we're going to do a little bit of an exercise here. Here is a coloring book page called Happy Family. It's a picture of a two-story house. There's a garage. There's a car. Um, and there is a, um, a husband and wife. And you have some uh, colors available to you. Uh, and you just kind of you know fill stuff out. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll let you explain what the twist is here. Oh, well, it looks like dog shit because you're using the Wiimote. Of course. So you can't color within the lines. But you, make, <laughs> well, you, you, know, you make your, your scribs. You can. I did. I, I like, I, I couldn't. Not with the Wiimote. Okay. Like, yeah, it is. Uh, it was a very awkward drawing position mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, you color in this, uh, this house. And then uh, when you switch back, uh, the, when you go to the house, it is the way you colored it. Yes. So if you color it. Which is really it. cool foreshadowing. Very very subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know? if, if you color, if you color the outside of the house purple and the front door, you know, bright yellow, guess what? It's there. It's Even- the Joker house. <laughs> the Joker <laughs> Joker, yeah. Joker's comma property values um no and like even the clothes on the on the family family members do you know the second order twist 
Uh, what is that? So the second order twist, the attitude of the uh, of the people uh, who answer mm-hmm. the door is informed by how quickly, uh, basically how seriously you oh, took it. Oh, yeah. So how like if you, if you just like, you know, scribble some colors all over the place and, you know, get out of it to go past it, they're going to be really abrupt with you and you'll be really abrupt, abrupt with them. If you take your time, like they're going to be pretty understanding and try and work it out with you um, until ultimately they're like, hey, you need to get the, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, it also Eventually. determines like how soon they call the police. Yeah. Yeah. Because this, this, and this is one of the ways you can get like the rudeness up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I, they, they didn't do that, but I, I, and I knew that they, uh, it was tracking how long you did it. Mm-hmm. The, um, cause when you go there, it's not your family. No, no, we like, we've lived here for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we have a daughter, but she's, you know, upstairs or whatever. And they're like, and you think that it's your daughter that <laughs> they've stolen, but they've just been like watching TV. No. What year is it? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it's very you know it's very obviously things are not right. Yeah, um, and uh, eventually they do call the police. Yeah, you know, but they they can be two of those. They can either be rude or or uh, kind. Mm-hmm. Um, Sybil shows up, uh, who probably should have driven you there as the uh, head injury drunk uh, in the middle of the storm in the first place. Yeah, um, and uh, she wants to take you to the station, and again, just like. Not nearly, even if she's a little concerned, not mm-hmm. nearly concerned enough, which is no, some no. You should be in, maybe not like in custody, like, you know, am I being detained, but she should be Go a little bit more. Yeah. Let's... Yeah. Like, like, like forcibly gone to the hospital. Like, yeah. hey, you're, you're wandering around. You're going to freeze to death. This is how, you know, this is how the end of Scrooge happens. <laughs> like you're, you're, you're going to end up frozen in the streets, <laughs> you know, had an injury dad. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you're saying like, Hey, you know, my dad suffered a a head injury and he was never the same after this, you know, obviously it could be either that or like, I'm not going to whatever, uh, I'm just going to take you to the station. Uh, regardless though, you're in the car and you're looking at stuff. You can, you know, mess around with some, uh, some dials and things. Um, ultimately the car gets overwhelmed with snow. She can't see the wipers can't keep up with it. And she gets out to see where she is. And I love this because she doesn't come back. Yeah. It is up to you to open the to open the back of the car and get out and see what's up. Yeah, which you never do that in real life. No, no. But video game, yes. Uh, and this is you at the edge of the forest. Um, there's only one way forward. You know, it's it's a pretty linear forest. Mm-hmm. Um, we start getting uh, those echo calls. We get one about this girl named Jackie who's stranded at a, a party and is getting skeevy vibes from the dudes here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this this game is a, like mildly fast and loose with with some some of the adult stuff, yeah. which definitely happened. Like, I don't think it's like disrespectful mm-hmm. with it. It happens pretty early. Yeah. Kind of before I understood the game's perspective. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you go through, there are a couple of these cabins that are obviously just party cabins. I don't know if that changes. Um, but yeah, you're getting details about just people who are here. Like there's, yeah. uh, there, there, there are a couple of messages just about, uh, you know, a guy who got way too drunk or he OD'd on some meds he shouldn't have taken and, uh, froze to death outside, you know, yeah. just bad things. Um, t- teen disasters is what yes. we call this movie. Yeah. The, uh, the freshman part two, the future <laughs> verb pipe albums is what's going on in these cabins. Re- re- so. Real, real bullish on the future of the verb pipe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This game has a huge verb pipe. Uh, of course, at the end, it just told me I liked the verb pipe. It was really weird. Like the psychoanalysis was quite well. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, I like the verb. God. Yeah. Completely different. Yeah. Um, totally different. Not that different. Um, <laughs> So uh, you pass through a pumping station. There's a text message about, uh, you know, some good guys who spiked a girl's drink so much that she died. Uh, the, the 
story here is that this is a party that Cheryl was at. She fell into a wrong, you know, into the bad crowd in high school. Oh, horrible um, teens. Yes. And these woods are mostly empty. I found myself getting turned around quite a bit, had to rely <laughs> on the navigation um, a lot. Yeah. Uh, and when you get to a large spooky lodge with lots of taxidermy animals, Sybil calls. Uh, she's coming after you. You should not have gotten out of the police car. Yeah. Yeah. She was still pretty nice to me about this, but mm -hmm. she was, she was worried that I got out. Yeah. You know, she's coming because, hey, you shouldn't – head injury, dad. You should not be out in the woods right. now. Massive headwind, uh, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, the uh, So you get to the cabin uh, with this bloody door. You need to get the key from, you know, this uh, this bloody wallet. Mm -hmm. this, uh, this girl who's, who has been bloodied again, bad teens. Yeah. Um, and inside, there's this kind of apparition, this shadow apparition crouching at the far end. Um, when you alert her, she runs. Uh, and this is like a little ghost little girl. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's a tiny uh, spirit child. Yeah. And now we got a chase sequence. The world freezes over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is, yeah. this is a place where Cheryl hid uh, from the, yes. yeah, from the, from, from the, the teen, teen teens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the world freezes and you've got to run through this forest. Uh, it constricts the possibility space. It makes it more corridor-y. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, I ended up running around in circles quite a bit. And you have to run to a different part of the forest park that you uh, have not been in before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you, you know, you, you run through it. You eventually run to uh, this cabin where you see uh, a family of uh, ice sculpture of a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we get to this, we, we hear this echo from one side of the conversation. Uh, this mom uh, wants to come home because the dad started drinking. This can change. Yeah. I think I got yeah. this scene because I had um, a higher addiction score at this point. Mm -hmm. um, the calls later, uh, the complaint about the dad was that he was uh, spoiling Cheryl. Mm, yeah. yeah, I think I got uh, some lascivious, lasciviousness mm. here. I think I got some some dad philandering mm, gotcha. uh, going on here at this point. So I must have been too horned up, but mm. it all ended up evening out in the end. Yeah, this is still yeah. pretty early on when I'm just, you know, pushing the seams. Mm -hmm. But uh, like at the end of the call, you hear uh, the sound of like a toy piano um, and like it is playing a tone and it, and it is making different farm animal sounds. The puzzle solution is to find that toy piano. that's just down by mm -hmm. where the, where the kid is and play that same tune. This is actually, um, an echo of a similar, but though much more difficult, um, piano puzzle in Silent Hill one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you do so, the second part of the call comes through, the daughter had cut herself on broken glass. Right. Uh, kind of through that. So, uh, you run through that, you know, go through this, you get to this other lodge, you run through it, the world thaws out, uh, and you reach a bridge mm -hmm. um, near this uh, this overlook here, the, the Bryant Overlook. Yeah. Um, there's an abandoned car here, and there's a scarf and a prom corsage on the passenger seat, uh, which, you know, bad teens. Mm -hmm. uh, take a photo, and we hear a young girl warning a man who's pressuring her into sex. Yes. She's like, I'll call my dad. Uh, so, you know. Maybe not Cheryl. She won't call her dad. <laughs> right. Or, you know, maybe she thinks her dad's still alive. She's yeah, maybe know, pretty, 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 pretty twisted around the axle on the whole dad thing. Yeah. Yeah.
uh, the, the next little biome here is Midwich High School. In the original game, it was an elementary school. This should also be a, uh, uh, a hint <laughs> uh, yeah. for anybody who's played the first game. Uh, but you hop over a fence and you end up um, in this uh, football field. And Sybil calls saying, hey, the gym is sometimes used as an emergency shelter. Um, you know, Harry thinks, okay, I should have that way because, you know, she might have gone there. Yeah. Yep. Um, we cut over to Kaufman. And, and he says uh, a true thing. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does say a true thing that's incredibly inappropriate, like very leading for a psychologist. <laughs> uh, you know, I say if you want to screw somebody up, send him to high school. Uh, the uh, so he starts telling, uh, saying archetypes. Like he basically names the Breakfast Club and you <laughs> nod or shake your head depending on which Breakfast Club you are. Yeah. Um, another hint where he says uh, slut is one of the archetypes, and you know, if you think you're hairy, you know, yes, of course, a uh, uh, you know. I mean, there's no such thing as a slut, right? But yeah, if yeah. there are women sluts, there can be men sluts. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not something that's commonly applied to men. Yes. So kind of foreshadowing here. Yeah. The, you the, know, the bad psychologist <laughs> is calling his patient a possibly slut. a slut <laughs> right. after trying to lead her into sex earlier. Because it's fucking a horny drunk pervert. <laughs> yeah. The worst. Uh, power <laughs> the dynamics. Worst. Uh, Michael, Mike, Michael, power yeah. dynamics. Uh, the worst. Yeah. This, um, the like, like the, this was tough for me because I wasn't any of those things in high school. <laughs> so it's like, no, 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 no. I was just a person. Like those are media. Like you know, those those are things from stories, Mister Kaufman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I what I know about you in high school in terms of being like a, a mathlete and a choir kid. I think that. Other people would probably describe you as a nerd in high school. I'm not saying that necessarily you were, but, but I think like, that, no, like nerd wasn't one of them. It was like slacker, uh, you know, like stuff like freak. that. Yeah, like slacker, freak, slut, yeah, jock. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. There wasn't, there wasn't like a dork. I thought there was one that was like closest to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, no. and, and not that I saw, I would have answered it honestly, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was a choir Adonis. I was a choir Adonis who knew trivia. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was extremely cool. What are you talking about? It was a brain jock. <laughs> song jock. Yeah. So there's song jocks, brain jocks, math jocks. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, did, did dancing's hard, you know? Uh, <laughs> like, if you make your money with your body. <laughs> Um, well, well, well uh, did you say yes to any of them there? I think I said freak because I, um, I was uh, I was probably you know I was one of the, one of those kids hung out with a bunch of those kids. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the in the freaks and geeks sense, yes. like the the kids who were into the you know not the band geeks but the band geeks, you know, like those mm, kind of kids. Yeah, yeah. So I think I said yes to that. You gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what psychographic that mapped on me onto though. I didn't notice a change. No, I have no idea. Um, no. The, 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 yeah, this is one that is really hard to figure out what it maps to. Um, you know, even the second part of it where he has you lay out your perfect school day, mm -hmm. you know, you know, and I, I mean, obviously if you're like, yeah, first, first thing in the morning, sex ed, like, you know, that can map. Right. Study hall map. On yeah, to, answer yeah. yes or no. Do you like the smell of gasoline? <laughs> what kind of yeah. bird, do, what kind of bird would you want to be? What kind of animal? A, a nurse shark, a lawyer <laughs> yeah. bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you lay that out. Um, then we get back to, to Harry. Um, you know, you move through, you got this key, you go through the janitor's area. Um, you get back outside, you know, you're trying to make your way to that shelter yeah. um, by these bike racks and you get a message about kids playing the choking game. Yeah. Uh, kids, kids are constantly eating Tide Pods and choking each other. Mm -hmm. Go into rainbow yeah. parties. Yeah. 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 A bunch of other stuff that doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you venture off campus a little bit and you can pass through a fast food joint that abuts against a gentleman's club. 
Um, and here you get a, uh, uh, you can get a voicemail, uh, this woman crying on a sofa, uh, saying like, you know, this customer hit her because she looks so much like her daughter. Um, apparently this was like a, you know, Cheryl doing a Laura Palmer kind of thing. Yeah. 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 There's a, in downtown, downtown Portland, there is a Mexican restaurant that shares a wall and a bathroom with a strip club. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you are in this Mexican restaurant, when you go to the bathroom, you walk into a fully functioning, like active strip club to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's really wild. Like, it just feels like you open up into a totally different world. Like the music is different. You know, there are naked women everywhere. Yeah. And then you go back and you like finish your quesadilla or whatever. Yeah. Pretty wild. It's like, yeah. Why didn't you take a um, quesadilla to the girls, Gary? I, I should have. I should have just, just tucked one into the G-string. Yeah. <laughs> just like a series of quesadillas splayed out like ones. <laughs> just, just give her a wedge. Give her a fucking wedge of your dia, man. Yeah. Have, have, a, have a slice of dia, ma'am. Do <laughs> uh, so you eventually get back to the school? Like you're, you're kind of making your way. And this is all pretty contrived the way you have to go off campus to get back on it. Yeah. Like it's just snow. Um, you see the ghost of the girl, you know, you see the ghost girl on the bench, uh, she runs away and you get a text message. Um, and it's a, a, a girl in the story whose boyfriend breaks up with her cause she's too closed off. Yes. So again, this trauma has wide reaching effects. Mm-hmm. Um, you eventually get into the school, uh, and you can move through different places. There's a planet, ter- a planetarium and the art studio, mm-hmm. um, which I also choose the art studio cause of course I did. Yeah. Um, and you, uh, there's a little miniature puzzle here. Yeah. Yeah. This is neat. I think this is about as good as the physical ma- manipulation gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as these puzzle go, puzzles go, because there's a there's an easel that has like a, a still life um, sketch, uh, and you have to take the different objects and arrange them um, as they are in the in the still life. And there's a light that is casting a shadow, um, and to unlock the door, you have to call the, the number that the shadow reveals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, that unlocks the door. Um, at this point, I got a uh, a text uh, from uh, Dahlia as well, but it was not a. I don't think I got a sexy picture here. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I do not recall exactly what I got, but I don't remember getting this. Yeah, uh, this was a huge thing for me uh, when I first played this because Dahlia's a villain, right? Yeah. Um, yep. And to have her texting you in a very familiar way. So for me, you know, she she texts a picture. She's you know standing on a bed um, and she's dressed up like a punk. She's like, hey, like my new look. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the version of Dahlia that I got. Uh, kind of the, not the, like the overly horned one, but the one who was like, hey, it's you and me forever kind of deal. Yeah. 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 It wasn't, it, maybe we were just remembering it differently. Like I didn't, I did not think of it as sexy mm. necessarily, but yeah, Dahlia is interesting in this, um, plays into, you know, some stuff with her, her father having an affair. Yeah. Um, so you eventually get to the gym, um, but it's not a shelter. Um, it's set up for a reunion and there's just one person there at the reunion, which is, I love that. Like that's mm-hmm. a very creepy, like what if there's a high school reunion and only I showed up? Yep. Um, oh, I like that a lot. Um, and a woman walks out and sings uh, her song, and it is a cover of what is this song? <sighs> I can't remember it. Um, it's going to drive me crazy if I don't remember it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. Okay. Uh, here yeah. you continue. Yeah, I, I will I will continue. But yeah, she comes out and sings the song. Uh, it can actually be I think like three different variations, uh, depending on your psychographic profile. Um, and she can be dressed up in a bunch of different ways. Uh, she can either be, uh, in comfy clothes. She can be a uh, prom queen, you know, dressed in like a prom kind of dressed or dressed in a, um, very slinky, like very revealing, uh, nighttime gown, uh, kind of deal. 
Um, mm -hmm. And yeah. you know, she comes down and introduces herself as Michelle Valdez. Uh, this is the only character in the game who does not map onto somebody else. It's her. No, second, it is her, and it, it is the barmaid that you can find if you go into the bar instead of the diner at the beginning yeah. of the game. Yeah, um, she's singing uh, "Always on My Mind." Gotcha. Which is a Elvis song that I know mostly from the excellent Pet Shop Boys. Oh yeah, cover. Makes um, sense. And it's a real, you know, it's a real creepy, very Twin Peaksy, obviously. Like mm -hmm. the version she was doing for me was like a, you know, a, a mildly dissonant torch song. Yeah, yeah, a smoky lounge kind of thing. Uh, if, yeah. if your if your psycho if your psychographic inventory or whatever is highly sexual or highly outgoing, uh, she will have you know, and she has that corresponding personality. She will do more of like a pop kind of presentation of it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The the uh, like the Pet Shop Boys version. Yeah. The uh, the Pet Shop Boys trapped in Silent Hill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think they'd do okay. Yeah, I, I love that. I'd play that game. Play the fuck out of that game. That's how they got to reboot the series. That's what that's what PT was. Yeah. So PT so P E T Shop yeah, Boys. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um. So uh, to, you know, and she's just like, yeah, I was at social reunion, but I'm the only one here. You don't really question this because Dream Logic. Mm -hmm. Um. And uh, you go through, and she kind of like you know a little bit of a bad girl. Like you're going to break into the principal's office to to find this information. Yeah. Uh, here, and this is a good puzzle actually. I think. Yeah. Because you have his password. His computer is password uh, protected. Um, so you can't, you know, guess the password. It's not like there's, you know, it's no four, five, one where the safe combinations on the bathroom mirror, mm -hmm. you have to go through the password recovery steps and answer his security questions based yeah. on the things around his life. I want to camp a little bit more on what you're doing here. Um, and especially mm. the, the, the detail that leads you into that. So she's talking and saying oh, yeah. like, Hey, yeah. you know, I, I went to, I went to this high school and you say, Hey, I'm looking for a, for, for, for a Cheryl Mason. She says, well, I like, there was somebody a couple of years ahead of me in high school, um, you know, like if she's here, she might, you know, she might be here for this reunion or whatever. She takes you over to, um, to, to a wall, um, you know, like a photo wall and points out just this picture of a lone, sad girl who looks very much like Heather, um, mm. like, like, like Heather from Silent Hill three, uh, you know, hair a little bit grown out, um, uh, and bleached. So the introduction of Heather here, and when you, when you, uh, you know, find all these details about the principal and get into her profile, um, it also reveals, Hey, it's Cheryl, Heather Mason, you know, um, in the original continuity, she only went by Heather because they're running from the cult. Um, mm. you know, and that's, you know, Cheryl was just a name that she didn't use. So that is another like hint for you that like, okay, you know, this is continuing. There may be something more about this, uh, that she, mm -hmm. you know, the, the actual Cheryl that exists and that I'm going after is the grown up version. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's weird. Like, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, that's not a super common name. Like this, mm -hmm. you know, obviously gives you pause. So that's yeah. why you're going in to get the files. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I missed that point. Yeah. Um, you do the computer reset, uh, puzzle. Mm-hmm. Which is generally good. And we do uh, – we find out, again, you know, even though it is like, you know, my 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 bitch of an ex-wife. Like it's not, you know, <laughs> it's a little bit cranky. Oh, my best friend, my dog. I love him. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. Like it does feel like somebody – I don't know, just vamping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, 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 place my, the place my life as I knew it ended. You know, the, the uh, picture of Hawaii from the honeymoon. Yeah. 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 Um, the, uh, but once you, once you actually get in there, we do find out that the student that Michelle is talking about is indeed your Cheryl. Yes. Um, she yeah. moved off of Levin Street. She no longer lives there. That's why, you know, in your, in your mind, you're like, oh, that's why that family was there. Mm -hmm. um, actually, it's because of time stuff. Yeah. Um, she's in the shady part of town. Yeah. Uh, like, like, oh, you yeah, try to let's... call her number and Dahlia answers. Yeah. Uh, weird. So, hey, you know, fuck off. Um, no. Wait, what? And then the world freezes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep. Um, so you had to run back uh, around the school um, to to get back, you know, uh, to get back to where you were. Mm-hmm. When you get to that uh, the waypoint, the door is barred. Yes. Because women are in front of it and they're frozen. Mm-hmm. Blocking it. Yeah. Um, and this is the first time the game has you venture back out um, into a chase sequence to get to three particular places. Uh, you get messages. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to go and take these photographs of these embarrassing scenes before the door will clear. Um, and it sets uh, sets waypoints here. Uh, and you go back around, you make another lap. Um, and it's like, oh, you know, two figures talking in a hallway, somebody taking a shower uh, and some something else I forget. Uh, but all of them are just blackmail photos, like pictures mm-hmm. that the mean girls have taken of Heather in order to, like, basically extort her and bully her. Yeah. 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 Go fuck your selfie. Yes. So uh, we eventually get through that makes the uh, the women shatter on the door so you can get through it. And you step outside the, the no longer ice world. Uh, Michelle is there um, and she's like, hey, you know, I'll take you. Let, let's get inside. Like this is the, take this club where, where I work. Uh, Harry's never heard of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll drive there. Like, I'll give you a ride. Yes. To Cheryl's new address. Yeah. Um, your interaction with, with Michelle can change depending on, um, you know, how, how, how horned up you are. For me, because I was high in friendliness, it was more like her talking about her bad relationship with mm. her boyfriend john you know this long distance relationship and the two of them kind of bonding over a shared love of churros and that you know chocolate sauce that you dip churros into yeah uh, i definitely had her talking about john but i was giving her advice about uh relationships in general like we did not bring up churros mm, no. um it was about uh i think that at some point she talks about um like she asked you a philosophical question about like relationships Gotcha. and, that, and it wasn't like love at first sight, but it was something like that. And you're like, yeah, of course. Like you, mm-hmm. you know, my guy went all in on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what, what psychographic that was. Probably like high, high family value. Um, yeah. It's probably maybe. a high family value one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what my ending corresponded to. I think. Yeah. Uh, at least in part, um, you get to the club. Um, and, uh, Michelle asked you to go up to her room to grab her car keys. Um, here is a thing where you can, uh, fuck up, you know, change your psychographics a lot by like <laughs> digging through her underwear and flipping through her medicine cabinet and all this stuff. <laughs> you know, you can, you can be a real monster up here. Yeah. I, I messed with her cookies. She had, a, she has a cookie jar that you can mm-hmm. uh, try and open up and she yells at you like, Hey, don't mess it's around with my cookies. <laughs> What's like, that? It's a metaphor. <laughs> it's like basically digging her hand around the clit jar, dude. And you know it. The, uh, <laughs> Uh, Gary, I can ask you a favor. Never say no. jar again. I said no. Okay. <laughs> no more favors that restrict my free speech. <laughs> I will have the government enforce this. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, man. Hey, blame Sam Barlow. Yeah. For making that very obvious metaphor. Ah, uh, you know. Uh, no. You get a text up here, and it, you know, the, the content uh, depends on... It's always from Dahlia. But for me, uh, because, you know, she was just, like, the exciting, adventurous one. She's bored, but she can say, like, thirsty or, um, you know, horny. It, yeah. It doesn't say horny. She doesn't come, come, come straight out and say, Mama, horny, Michael. But Yeah, no, but, but she does uh, She does imply it. Yes. If you read between the lines, Mama is indeed horny. Yes. Um, you come back down, uh, and uh, Michelle is having a drink. Um, she asks you about your wife, and you get upset. Yeah. You know, at this point. Um, what, what, no, <laughs> nobody has talked about my wife so far. That is not, uh, yeah. that is not the way this is supposed to go. Yeah. yeah. yeah let's, talk, let's talk about you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you go to the bathroom to splash some water on your face. And when you come back out, um, Michelle has been replaced by Dahlia. Yep. 
Uh, here, very confusing. Here in uh, here in the flesh. Um, and, yep. you know, like in the game, you meet her in the Balkan for the first time, whether it is a church or uh, whether it is a, uh, a nightclub like this. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry is incredibly confused. And Dahlia, you know, again, depending on the personality that she has, um, is either kind of like rolling with it and saying like, hey, yeah, you know, you've been like this before or, you know, completely focused on either sex or drinking. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know. You, she, she's going to drive you. She's still, you know, you still need a ride. You get in her, her SUV and she's driving like a crazy person. Yeah. And she's really mad because you don't, you're like, acting like you don't remember who she is. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you know, and she, at first it's like the characterization here is really great. Like mm-hmm. at first she's like, kind of like, oh, you know, you, she's kind of teasing you about it. But then mm-hmm. there's like genuine hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there she's like, oh, you know, you're, you're somebody, you know, I'm this person and you're somebody who I used to think was like a lot of fun to hang around. Yeah. You know, and uh, and then it actually gets become you know get kind of the core of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's saying like, "Hey, do you remember who Sid and Nancy are?" And re- revealing this, like, "Oh, you you named her tits. They're Sid and Nancy." Yeah, yeah. extremely weird. Yeah, uh, especially considering what happened to, to Sid Vicious and, and yeah. Nancy. Yeah, um, not a great, not a bright future for them tits. No, um, you know, but one of them will be played by Gary Oldman at some point. So. <laughs> That's so good for her. So good for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one, of, one of her breasts will say uh, incredibly inappropriate things about uh, the guilt of Roman Polanski. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I went more depressing with it. Okay. <laughs> um, the, uh, so as you're moving through, uh, you will get to this drawbridge that is up and you have to get out and go to the control room. This uh, to me, I find this to be a really weird puzzle. Yeah, this feels like it's from a different video game. Like I was just doing a bunch of weird psychological stuff that had to do with like tits. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, remember to hit the green light twice and then the red light once. But yeah. if the red light goes off twice, then the blue light will go off. Never. No times. Like it becomes this really dumb logic puzzle. Yeah, and I kind of really hate this. It's really bad. It's, um, it's like, small, but it's it's annoying. Yeah, it's it's small. It's short. Like it is completely counterintuitive. If I think it is to make sure that you call a phone number from a, from inside the world. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and reach this, uh, reach this drawbridge, drawbridge operator named Jimmy Capra. Ha <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, do this is like, okay, the, 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 the red light means the right lever. The blue light means the middle one. And then you just have to respond. That's basically like Simon, but the inputs are different than the outputs yeah. uh, and not how any bridge ever has worked. No, no, it is, uh, it is a, a silly thing to, uh, to, to, to take this and make it as hard and complicated, like make it a puzzle. Mm-hmm. So, so the bridge is down and you go back, uh, go back down and you go into mm, probably my favorite sequence in the game. Mm. Um, yeah. you know, well, one of them, it is very high up there. It is kind of one of the only times that the game gets scary for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get back in the car and you're driving across Dahlia has been saying, Oh yeah, I can take you to, I can take you to your place. We can, we can see Cheryl. Um, and you know, this is where some more information comes out, um, mm-hmm. where she says like, yeah, this is not the first time you've acted weird. It can kind of roll with this, but she says like, you know, I've only ever like heard of Cheryl. I've never actually met her. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a side piece. Well, no, this this well, is this is her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is yeah. what. Okay, so this is what um, Cheryl thinks her mom was like when uh, Harry and her were dating before they yes. had her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I remember now. Yeah, this yeah. is this is uh, this, the person who's being psychoanalyzed projection of basically like slut shaming her mom. Yes, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're having this kind of argument, like you don't. 
you know, to you, this doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. you know, but she, she, you're walking in this context um, and you're having this argument as it's going on. Um, as this is happening, the uh, Dahlia freezes over, the world freezes, mm-hmm. but then the bridge buckles and you get thrown into the water. Yep. And you um, are trapped in a car um, mm-hmm. as it is in the water. Uh, sinking to the bottom of this seemingly bottomless river and monsters are passing out uh, or or, are passing by the windows and stuff. And you have to, you know, for me, like, I don't know, I'm genuinely afraid of this happening. This was, you know, terrifying when I first played it. You have to figure out what to do to uh, get out of this car and escape. Yeah. 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 Um, You don't have to. The Mm -hmm. game continues even if you die. Right. Just like different things happen. Yeah. Um, so you can you can actually get out of the car. You mm. can escape. You can also not do it. The the monsters write threatening messages on the glass Love it. in Frost, uh, <laughs> which is cool. Mm. I still I don't still don't think it's scary, but it is cool. Yeah. wake up you were in another uh uh, kaufman portion you're in a psychology part you start talking about death yeah um and he says you know you yeah i bet you'd want to die surrounded by your family and then he does this which is like such you know not a uh not a psychological experiment but i just (laughs) liked doing it yeah like i just kind of thought it was great Mm -hmm. um where he gives you a bunch of pictures of people with their eyes closed and says divide these up into people who are dead and who are sleeping Mm And whatever you do the most of, there's an odd number, so you have to do the most of one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says the opposite. And uh, if he says, you know, oh, of course I was just kidding. They're all sleeping. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a big deal. But I love it. Like, so I got the opposite where I said, you know, four of the seven were sleeping. Mm-hmm. He goes, no, of course I'm just kidding. They're all dead. <laughs> yeah. And just that, that delivery is actually genuinely really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of, one of the better deliveries in the game. Yeah. So <laughs> Very good. Yeah, it's it's a nice gotcha. Like you know, it's a yeah. it's obviously a trick question, but you know, you engage with like faith. Really macabre. Yes. You know, here's a bunch of pictures of dead people. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, because I forgot how to get out of the car, it cuts to Harry unconscious under a bridge, uh, and Sybil comes by and picks me up, saying like, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know, takes me to the hospital." I wake up. She's like, "Yeah, you, you <laughs> the bridge was up." Uh, and you, you stupid jackass, you moron, you tried to swim across the river. Yeah, yeah. Why is nobody actually like? Nobody acts like it's cold, right? In this, which I do think is kind of a bummer. Yes, because that's actually pretty scary, and no one acknowledges it mm-hmm. at all. Um, I got out of the car and you end up swimming like you beat yourself, basically, yeah, yeah. and then run into Sybil. So it doesn't actually change very much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you you just do it yourself. Um, and, uh, you know, you talk to just uh, Sybil starts talking about, you know, she's hey, I pulled your, your file at the station. Um, I've got this, some uh, very interesting findings about whether or not you're alive. You're alive. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The hospital freezes over. Um, I this is probably the first one of these freezes that I was really frustrated with. It starts off a little bit different, Mm -hmm. which is fine, but I'm like, Oh, you're really just going to do this every 
you know, 30 minutes yeah. or so, really. Yeah. Like, I was very frustrated with this, and yeah. I don't get any joy out of them. Uh, I wasn't enjoying them before, but I was at this point, I was sick of them yeah. uh, in a pretty hard way. Like, oh, you just fucking did this. Yeah. Like, we just did this game. Mm-hmm. You can't just keep pulling this trick. No. It's not no. good enough. Um, so, the, yeah, this sucks. I mean, I like that you're in a wheelchair when you initially start. Mm-hmm. I like that you fall downstairs uh, in it, not because I'm it's hilarious. Wheelchairs falling down. Yeah, <laughs> not in America's Funniest Home Videos way. <laughs> I just like it as something that would happen to you, mm-hmm. um, you know. Uh, the, uh, and then after you fall down, you just get up and there were a chase sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Get it like out of the hospital and then back through a different part of it to get to the ER. Yeah. Um, this, uh, terminates into, um, you are in a hospital room and to see a frozen dad and daughter. Uh, and the dad is, you know, for, for me, the dad was spoiling her and you know, he was talking to, talking to the mom saying like, oh my gosh, like, why are you buying all, buying her all that stuff? Like, that's not a complaint actually. Uh, she's in the hospital. You need to take care of her and make her feel, yeah. make her feel good and safe. Cause this sucks. Nobody should be in a hospital. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, close down all the hospitals <laughs> here first folks. Yeah. Get off the public dime. Yeah. <laughs> Parasites. Um, the, uh, Man, yeah, it, she was spoiling her too. Cause it's monstrous to be like, why would you give your daughter all those things in their hospital? Yeah. But again, you have to remember like one of the things, whenever anyone acts super fucked up in this game is you have to realize it's an unreliable narrator. Yes. Yeah. Like the mom probably never said that. Yes. That is Cheryl remembering it because Remem- remembering her mom. Yes. Yeah. Remembering her mom as a monster and her dad as the one who always gave her, you know, what she wanted or what she felt she needed. Yeah. yeah, there isn't a Silent Hill shares mem- shattered memories for the mom, no. but there probably should be because she's also, you know, she just, I'm cured. I have an accurate <laughs> picture of my dad. Unlike my mom, a horrible monster slut. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> one, of, one, one of the endings has, uh, has her reconciling with her mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did not, uh, did not get that one. Yeah. So, so. Uh, but the puzzle here, uh, you know, just uh, she talks about like, hey, you know, dad, daddy requests the song again. Um, and to open the door, you have to dial a phone number, uh, the last digit of which is the number of a song called Daddy's Girl on the mm-hmm. on the uh, poster nearby. Like the there's a like a, this thing actually exists. Hospital big hospitals um, have uh, radio stations and television stations specifically for the for uh, the kids there. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, <laughs> but you have to just intuit like yeah, Daddy's Girl would be what uh, will be what you need to call in, um, and that opens the door. Yeah. Uh, that's how you uh, how you get out. Um, you get to this lobby. Uh, we meet Lisa. Uh, so Lisa's head is bleeding from an accident. She is disoriented. Um, she's a nurse. Yes. Uh, she wants to go back to her place to uh, to, to clean up. Um, and you walk. You learn about her, and she talks about how doctors are all drunks mm-hmm. and uh, perverts. They're all horrible. And we go to her house, and uh, you gotta talk about yourself a little bit, like you're a writer. Um, you write romance novels. That feels like something that could change, but I can't remember if it is. Yeah, That's like what I said as well. Like earlier, I had a conversation with Sybil, and she she asked, like, "Hey, do you know when you're talking about this weird conspiracy that's going on? Just like, hey, do you write do you write like detective novels or whatever?" And he's like, "Yeah, but that's not the point." Yeah, um, yeah. So that's something that can change. That feels like a little detail that could have been squared away or set in stone. Um, but yeah, like Lisa's, you know, really open, opening up with you. Uh, you're concerned about her head wound. She's basically here, you know, she's here by the same way that you're here. Uh, and you're treating her the <laughs> likely treating her the way people should treat you, which is, Hey, do you want to, I don't know, like take some medicine for that or wrap that up? And she's like, no, I'm a nurse. It's fine. Yeah. 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 
it's a, it's probably, you know, best for her with her head injury, not just to like take a bunch of pills and fall asleep. Like she tells uh, you which, which pills to get, yeah. um, you know, she says she's self-medicating, but it's not great. No, no, you know, um, yeah. um, you know, she and she. This is another thing where she sends you uh, sends you up to go get this medicine, and you can dig around her stuff, uh, look through her bathroom or prescriptions and stuff. She asks you to get a very specific pill. Yeah, um, um, and you can bring her the wrong pill, which will kill her. She dies anyway, yeah. but um, yeah. it determines whether you're responsible for it or not. Yep. Um, people uh, get kind of get up in arms a little bit about this portrayal of Lisa uh, because it is so different mm -hmm. uh, than in the in the original game. You know, Lisa is the nurse. Uh, who has you know took care of Alessa um, back in the day, and she is kind of depicted more as just a general benevolent good. Um, mm -hmm. You know, here Lisa kind of corresponds to somebody who uh, she knew in high school, uh, is what it is. So it is you know be because she did not have this you know kind of savior relationship with Lisa, she is not glorified like she is. Previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like a silly thing to get mad about to me. Uh, welcome to the Silent Hill community, Gary. Uh, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to be over here partying with all the Resident Evil kids, doing drugs and jerking off. It's going to be awesome. We're just going to shoot things. It's going to be fun in yeah. our hands. So the uh, like, this guy just somewhere here. So the um, yeah, it seems, seems very silly. Uh, yeah. So she, you know, she falls asleep. We cut back to Coffin, and Coffin's talking about guilt. Of course, then she's going to die. That's what plays into it. Like yeah. a little bit of almost foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. um, I love this psycho psychological. It's very test. good. Um, he gives you this little parable um, about a knight, a king, uh, a maiden, and a bull, mm -hmm. and tells you the story about, you know, the uh, the knight wants to marry uh, her. She doesn't want to do it. The king makes her do it, uh, but because she didn't want to, she runs away and gets ran over by a bull. Mm -hmm. And he says, like, rank these people from most guilty to least guilty. Yes. It's oh. only it's only checking to see which of them you uh, find most guilty. So for me, the, mm -hmm. the, the 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 knight or the prince for forcing her into the marriage was the one that I held most culpable. But yeah. like you know, whatever you do, um, it will uh, like Kaufman has a, has a response to. So if you put the bowl, you know, because he is the one who is most directly responsible for the death, saying yeah, there's no ignoring the facts. You know, the bowl was the one that killed her. Yeah, That's you're you're not a good person if you put the ball. No, that's no. crazy. <laughs> the, uh, like the, the you know that's that's a oh you know you know the, well, the animal did it. Like guns yeah. don't kill people. <laughs> uh -uh. You know the uh, I kill or guns, with guns. Uh, guns do kill people. The people holding the triggers don't actually matter though. It's actually the the device. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's no one no no one who is arguing for gun control is arguing that. Right, right. You know, it's not bull control. <laughs> you know, um, I I put the king. Uh, you know, don't don't capitulate to uh, outside powers. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, and, you know, at this point, I kind of know the metaphor as well. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. that's the father and stuff. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, this is, you know, playing the role um, at least a little bit. Um, so uh, this switches back to Harry. We're at the uh, we're trying to get to Simmons Street uh, here on our way. We had to pass through the mall right. um, and uh, the mall is really fun. Uh, the mall has a bunch of phone numbers, lots of really great detail. Yeah, yeah. Lots of things you can call. This, this, uh, so the, this kind of goes uh, backward. Instead of going to the regular version of the mall first, you go to the um, frozen version. Oh, the scary first, mall. When you eventually increases. get to the good mall, it's good. Yes. I In my head, I had bypassed the frozen version because I hate them so fucking much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just really boring, and we just goddamn did one. Uh -huh. You don't have to do one of these every chapter. Right. Like, um, <laughs> but uh but you get back uh you know, you know so you get to the garage lisa calls you saying like carrie you know if you gave her the wrong medicine you know fuck you i can't believe you poisoned me uh if you gave her the right medicine you're like oh my god i need help you know come come get me 
Um, yeah. Regardless, you get back and she dies, and the way that she dies is reminiscent of Lisa's death in the first game with uh, the blood pouring out of her hairline and out of her eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, of course, you know the police always walk in right when the person dies. Sybil comes in, yeah. gun drawn. Um, and blames you for the death. And when she's right, when she says you're not Harry Mason, the world freezes. Yep. Yep. Which is, you know, again, the, the trigger for this is fine. Mm -hmm. Like it's interesting, but just having to play through it is what annoys me. Um, so you go through the frozen mall. Uh, it's a boring maze with boring monsters chasing you. Um, you get to the lobby of this. There's another frozen father and daughter. Um, the daughter wants gumballs, but she wants specific colors. Yes. Um, from a specific toucan, toucan, to look mm-hmm. at the toucan. Um, so you have to get gumballs in the right order. Right. Uh, uh to know that order, it's... you either had to have taken a photo of the statue of the toucan, um, mm-hmm. specifically the color of his beak, um, or you have to run back out, uh, into the monster den in order to, uh, take the photo and come back. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, when you do get that, uh, it opens the door. Uh, this brings us into the real mall, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. This is so great. Take those uh, things I said were cool and add it to that. <laughs> right. Uh, and, you know, abandoned malls are always going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love the wrecked up pet store. Um, the toy store where you have to derail the train. It's real good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah lots of lots fun. of cool little uh, lots of cool little uh, playgrounds you know, for the for the uh, physics and stuff. Lots of phone numbers, lots of ads for you to pay attention to. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, and this kind of stuff gives you know a sense of world. Like I love, uh, you know, I love fake advertisements in games. Mm-hmm. Real advertisements in real life? No, fuck die. That. Yeah, die. But but fake advertisements in games? Yes. Aquacure? Yes. Give me that Aquacure. Oh man, I love Aquacure. <laughs> Don't you just think it would taste good? <laughs> like like really refreshing? Uh, I think like, it would look like I think it would look like it tastes good, but I think it would taste really vile. Probably for mm. legal reasons. If they made it taste like candy, it would be like a Tide Pod Tide Pods thing, where yeah, uh, like, it would be really attractive. Uh, like seriously, when I see the the name Aquacure, I think of uh, like like Barba- No, like, well, yeah, the the Aquanet, but but just a uh, barbicide. You know mm. the, the the blue stuff. Delicious, that they put delicious the... barbicide. <laughs> yep, delicious, yeah. nutritious, full of vitamins. Barbicide. You know the blue yeah. stuff that uh, comes know. in a Gatorade bottle and you drink it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. The, uh... <laughs> like, um, yeah, no, no, Aquacure. Aquacure. What's what's the what's the other drug that they have? They have another funny drug. There's three funny drugs in Resident Evil Three. It, it, they've got one that's like it's it's like aspirprofen or something like yeah, that. Aspirprofen, <laughs> Aquacure. I love how vague Aquacure is. It's a cure. I don't know. Um, and there's a third one too. Yeah, I, I love that. I love I love Umbrella branching out into non-evil products. It's very funny to me. Um, so uh, you get to, you eventually get through here. You get to the the next hall. Um, you can go through a beauty shop or a gift shop. Um, I exit through the gift shop, uh, and uh, you have to do these audio anniversary cards, uh, if you remember those things. That's mm-hmm. how you get the exit code, which is kind of fun, but mostly it's just opening mm-hmm. uh, things and playing with the Wiimote. Um, this gets, exits here. You get into this photography store, a Rhea text message, um, where this uh, teen girl is bragging about shoplifting. And the whole kind of thing, you know, all the different messages we're getting through here tell this little story about a security guard who feels bad because she catches the girl shoplifting and thinks she maybe needs it, and eventually gets stabbed. Yes. By that girl who is, uh, who is shoplifting. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the three medicines are Aquacure, Safsprin, and, Saps. <laughs> and Adrivil. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> God, I love Umbrella. <laughs> like, 
Have some saffron. <laughs> it makes you feel safe. Feel safe. Feel safe with saffron. Yeah, get, get a headache. Just get yourself some saffron. <laughs> the uh, okay, Mister Mister Spencer. The, uh, well, yeah, I know that Spencer didn't work well. Oh no, um, no, no, he, he did. Yeah, Spencer was well, one of the founders. Yeah, yeah. Oswald Spencer. But he also did the yeah. mansion. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Like, he's not like, work for the it, it was. It was his. It was. Thing. It was his mansion. It was. It was the Trevor who designed the mansion. But he didn't work for it during Resident Evil three times. No. Well, no, he he did. Really? Yeah, yeah. So so Os- Oswald Spencer Netflix? dies in the in the in the prelude uh, DLC uh, for Resident Evil Five. Oh. yeah, he was still alive. I thought he was long dead. I've not I've not played that DLC because mm-hmm. uh, of uh, Resident Evil Five reasons. Well, yeah, because it's attached but, to a bad game. But yeah, I wanted to to explore the mansion, but I haven't done it. And I keep yeah. trying to get Derek to play through the DLC with me, and he's just like, I ah, doesn't want to play Resident Evil Five. Yeah, well, just, I, I can't blame Derek. Yeah, I can't. I can't really blame you for that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then we we tried to play Revelations co-op, but in Revelations you have to beat a level single player before you can play it co-op, Ugh. which makes you want to break somebody's fucking legs. Yeah, I, I'm so mad by that decision. It's so dumb. It's really bad. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's a fine. For Resident Evil Seven, yeah. <laughs> for like coming through and fixing. Like Revelations is fine. Yeah, yeah. It's it's frustrating that the monsters are just goo things that just dissolve instead mm-hmm. of. I know that happens in Seven, but yeah. they're not creepy looking goo things. Like they don't leave bodies. There's no like blood or anything. It feels like yeah. it was made for a lesser system, mm-hmm. even the the PC port of it. Yeah, Revelation you know? Two is better. Yeah, it's okay. Like I, I played it. You're on a beach. It's a lot of BSSA lore mm-hmm. stuff. It's like yeah. it's you know. It's moving into the, the the story stuff that I'm like a little bit less interested in, while still being a relatively fun game. Yeah, man. but thank God for seven. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. God for seven. Yep. Uh, on your way out of the mall, after you've yep. learned all of this uh, kind of ancillary story about the problem child, um, you get a text message uh, from Dahlia. For me, she was bored and missed me, and of course, this is us about to arrive at home. Uh, and you know, the the apartment that you're at is not really in a good neighborhood. Uh, mm-hmm. As evidenced by the fact that uh, to get there, you have to go through a little pawn shop puzzle. You have to knock a key loose to get back there. Um, mm-hmm. And I love this reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you, yeah. you go upside and you go in. Dahlia doesn't recognize you. Um, and you don't really recognize her that much because she's old now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it looks like she's lived a very difficult life. Um, and when she recognizes, hey, you're Harry, you know, you're, you're Harry as I knew you you know, back when we were young and attractive, she gets lovey-dovey saying like, hey, you know, just don't you remember Sid and Nancy were married? Yeah. Um, you know, and points out her ring, which looks like an Ouroboros, and saying like, hey, Cheryl is probably still at the lighthouse if you're looking for her, but she is, you know, she wants to reconcile with you, and all of this is too much and the world freezes. Yeah. Uh, so, but we have a goal here mm-hmm. to get to that lighthouse eventually. Yes. Um, you leave the apartment uh, and the stairs lead down in this like real gigantic, huge chamber. And uh, when they end, you jump down this, uh, the stairs, passing this wind, these window cutouts of a bedroom. Mm-hmm. I love this. The scene is yeah. um, uh, subtly different in, in each of them. So it kind of mm-hmm. animates a little bit as you are falling an impossibly long distance. Um, mm-hmm. Very house of leaves. Just to fill out the bingo card or whatever. Um, you know, and this is, you know, this fills the role of the nowhere portion of the game where Mm -hmm. you are going through a space that makes absolutely no logical sense. 
Um, and yeah, it is taking you in and out, in and out of story stuff in a cool way because you're just at the bottom of this large chamber and you have to wander around finding the edges until eventually, eventually you're warped to this impossible apartment maze where you have a choice of four different ways to go and you have to puzzle out the way to get, uh, to get through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, and when you go through here, they do have like a little bit of a, a sense of place to them mm -hmm. because you're going through places where people live. Yeah. Uh, you know, which I like mm -hmm. um, through these these kind of uh, series of bedrooms, living rooms and such. Uh, when you pass by a TV, it's playing that home movie mm -hmm. that you saw. So this is, you know, good and creepy, uh, you know, for the chase sequences. This is better than the what if you were outside. Yeah. You know, um, eventually you get to another kind of leap of faith. Faith. Um, you pass by stills of the home movie. Mm -hmm. um, things are very like explicitly surreal now as well. Yeah, like if you yeah. not felt like you entered the Spider Verse up until this point, you certainly <laughs> entered the Spider Verse. Right. You know, <laughs> like, it's time for Silent Hill to enter the Spider Verse. Um, the stills from the home movie animate, uh, and then they get intercut with pictures of the car crash. Yeah. Um, this is uh, this is uh, an aside, but for uh, unfilmable, we're going to talk about uh, Lovecraftian short films next episode, mm -hmm. and a lot of them do stuff like this, hmm. like this this kind of like. It like works in a game because you're moving through it in um, video or music video. It feels kind of cheap to me mm. where it's just like, what if, you know, uh, we intercut the, it feels student film mm. like to me, like let's intercut pictures of something bad with something good. Yeah. Really yeah. quickly. Like it's a nine snails video the, from the, the, the montage, the juxtaposition theory of montage. Yes. Yeah. You know, and in a really student, like, Oh, here's a cracked piece of glass, a spider and a web and a butterfly, mm -hmm. you know, or like um, in uh, art school confidential, no, oh, yeah. with the you know the t the tampon in a teacup, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. Mother, father, or <laughs> mother, father, you know, that kind of thing. Like it yeah, feels a yeah. little bit like that. Like I think it's laying it on a little thick mm -hmm. uh, here. Like it is cool looking. It is going a bit further than I want. Yeah, yep. uh, this I guess, um, especially because we went from. You know, because it, it's kind of special to feel like it might be grounded, but something is subtly off. Mm -hmm. And this just hits the throttle all the way to surreal nothingscape. Yeah. You know, and I understand it's a series tradition thing, but mm -hmm. in terms of what it does for the pace and tone of the game, it's I'm not super crazy about it. Yeah. Like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it because you have passed kind of over the threshold. You are at the, you know, the kind of the final likely place that things could have been. You know, the a major portion of the truth has been revealed to you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I, it's, it's good. And I will always be down for, you know, a twisted space, a surreal space. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but you fall, um, and you know, that this, this leap of faith, uh, drops you into this maze with these invisible walls that you have to, um, navigate by the shadows of the walls. Uh, this is cool and good because, you know, your goal is relatively, you know, it's, 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 uh, visible to you. You see Dahlia frozen on her bed and you're trying to get close to it, but you know, you have to lead away and then lead back. Um, and this, when you reach there, cuts back to the impossible apartment maze again. Um, and the actual path forward is more apparent now because the door you need to go through ha has more ice uh, accumulated around it. Like this is the resistance. This is a place where you should not be going, but you are pressing mm -hmm. against that. Yeah. 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 Um, when you get there, you get to uh, Cheryl's room. Uh, she's not there. And you pass out. You drop a picture of the two of you. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, this is a time for Kaufman. Uh, we cut to him. We're going to talk about marriage. You know, he asks you some questions about marriage, you know, and he's, they're very leading. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, surely you don't believe that a marriage can last forever. You know, it's just, do you think, thing that, yeah. do you really think they should stay together for the kids? And at this yeah. point he says like, Oh, you know, I'm just trying to provoke you. Right. Uh, yeah. which is not something a therapist should uh, do. Like a, 
But it makes a lot, you know, do you really, do you think that a couple should stay together for the kids is a much better question of Cheryl than Harry. Yes. You know, so like once you know the twist, it's a better, a better question. Mm -hmm. The, um, but yeah, he's he's being a bad therapist. Mm -hmm. um, and then he has you uh, match up photos and say which ones are couples. Now this, uh, I don't know if this is a colorblind thing, but there are ways you can match them up, mm -hmm. uh, which I did not put together at all. I felt like he was just asking me to like, you know, put together featureless cubes. Yeah. Um, but you can do it by outfit, by whether they're smiling, like body posture. There's this actually does something, but I had no idea. Yeah. I was just this felt like just like, hey, put random things together randomly. A little bit, yeah. I think that uh the major thing that it is testing is are you putting people together for superficial reasons or are you looking at their um are you looking at their expressions and matching like with like? Yeah. 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 And I just I just missed that completely. Yeah. You know what it was asking. Um we switch back over to Harry. Uh, Michelle woke you up. Um, wakes you up uh, yeah. from there. And, you know, you mentioned this getting to the lighthouse. She says, oh, John can drive us there. Oh, John's here. Uh, and, yeah, and there's a John. Like, it's real <laughs> weird to have a dude. Yeah, a especially she like, was talking yeah. about him like he was, you know, in another state. <laughs> yep. Uh, and he shows up and uh, he, uh, again, really kind of hinting and stuff. You know, he breaks up with her in the car mm -hmm. uh, in front of you. And you're like, oh, don't mind me. And it's like, totally mind me. <laughs> yeah. Like, this sucks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this stop. is a horrible thing. Yeah. This is uh, a horrible situation. Yeah. But he, his point here, this is the, the, the load bearing point. He's like, you don't actually love me. You love an idea of me. Yeah. Uh, which is one, uh, you know, obviously very germane to the game, mm -hmm. but two is a thing that happens. Yeah. Right. Like that is a well-observed relationship problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was happy to see it here yeah. because as, I was like, oh, that's definitely a thing that happens. As immortalized in Prince of Tides. Yeah. 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 I assume it's, that I you're mean, correct. It, 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 it sounds like I'm joking, but yeah, that that is what that hinges uh, no. around yeah interesting um, it's it's yeah no, it's, it, it is it is a well-observed thing um and this always happens uh you know it is always you know the the, the case where john you know brings you into the car and breaks up with you in front of her basically so there can be a witness so like mm -hmm. like yes this is for real i have been hinting at this for a long time you just haven't accepted it yeah you're, you're in denial about the situation of this and it, it is it is very bad for both of us that you have not moved on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is sad. Mm -hmm. um, you, uh, they get out of the car uh, and they disappear at this point. So you're left again uh, in the car. You get out um, at this lakeside and the only way forward is to move through the, the, the sewers. Yeah. Uh, very brief. Thankfully, mm -hmm. there's no chase sequence on the sewers, which would have been just the, that would have fucking torn it. I almost guarantee that there was one and it got cut. Like, how would they not put one in this section? How would yeah. they not put one in the sewers? How, how would they not touch that stove burner? Yeah, yeah. I almost guarantee that one point there was. Yeah. So I don't know that for sure, but it just feels very <laughs> likely to me. Yeah. Um, but uh, as you reach the end, Cheryl calls. Um, and this the content of this call can change depending on, uh, you know, what your personality profile is. For me, she says, Daddy, you shouldn't come. It's not safe. You know, just stop where you're at. Again, her mind trying to keep you away from the reality. Uh, the content can also be like, Daddy, I'm scared of you. Don't get any closer. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, we climb up this ladder at the end of the sewers, and we're at the amusement park. Uh, the Lakeside Amusement Park, which is themed around dragons and knights and stuff because it's good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, in this place, we get to a bar where we find Michelle. Um, you know, after the breakup and she admits like, yeah, I was only in love with the idea of John digging very well, mm -hmm. uh, actually. And she says, listen, the only way you're going to get to the lighthouse is through, uh, a boat, you know, so you have to get to the jetty. Yeah. yeah. 
um, this cuts you out to Kaufman, and he's you know this is kind of the the infamous section where you know he says like okay it's time you know let's talk about sex baby yeah let's talk about you and me um, and, <laughs> and all, all the good things and the therapy that yeah. can be <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but he but he uh, you know uh, just straight straight up says like yeah people say psychologists are obsessed with sex but really it's you it is you who are upset we we would not talk about it if you were not so hung up about it so let's put it to bed once and for all here are these ink blots um mm -hmm. and you need to, put to... The bed with this discredited uh, <laughs> movie trope science yes yeah. uh you know so you need to separate the ink blots from uh sex symbols and death symbols um well, i don't i don't or, think he oh, does wait, say no, death no, symbols. no not death symbols. which ones are sexual yeah it's sexual and not sexual twist, yeah. and it's so dumb like, yeah this, I, I think this is dumb as hell so yeah. there, there's like a couple of them look like vaginas yep uh, you know, and then you use like, which ones are sexual and non-sexual? And he goes, actually, they're all death yeah. and flips them over and they're all pieces from Clue. Yep. Uh, and it's basically, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, gotcha. And he goes into like, this monologue, which yeah. I might just cut in here. Sex is death. It's a leap into the void. The great loss of self. The tiger in space. A plea for annihilation. To deny sex is to deny death itself you know people who are getting enough don't need analysis you clearly are not getting enough but him talking yeah. about how death and sex are sides of the same coin uh thanatos and eros the tiger yeah. in space the, little, the plea for annihilation a little death, you know, when it's a total <laughs> subsumation of control. And it's like, there's something to that. Yeah. Uh, I would leave any therapist who just straight up told me that with a straight face with no, you know, no caveats or anything. Like, right. ah, you're not good at your job, my friend. Yeah. Well, and go. also when he says, you know, people who get enough don't need therapy. You, my friend, are not getting enough. Which is extremely problematic yeah. and horrible <laughs> to say to a traumatized young woman. Yeah. Uh, and just extremely, like extremely grotesque, mm -hmm. you know, and just makes no sense. Yeah. Like it, it's, you know, it feels like edgy for the sake of being edgy. It feels like, oh, all the previous Silent Hill games have this psychosexual component. Let's we have to it. really lean on that. Yeah. Whereas previous it had been pretty restrained. Yeah. Uh, and pretty like well observed like it's not you know in silent hill 2 it's this raging id like what yeah. if a, a penis monster fucked a mannequin like mm -hmm. and not just like fucked it like held its legs and then like fucked its face you know yeah. like holding in this y position like it's really really you know deep stuff and mm -hmm. here it's like oh you had pet names for my titties yeah like here it's like much more well observed and grounded and then this part it's like Feels like putting on an act. The, the, really <laughs> yeah, you're trying. You're trying a little bit too much, buddy. Uh, you're you're, you're yeah. selling past the clothes. And there's like, there, like the, the, there's an aspect of this too where you know I can kind of go either way. But you know, on one hand, um, it is presenting the sexual and, and addiction stuff with a very heavy judgment. Like it is coming at it from a pretty conservative, you know, small c conservative, mor you know, mor moral stance. Mm -hmm. Um, and you could say like, okay, that is Cheryl's conception of all of this. You know, she is judging and damning her father because of these vices that have become apparent to her, um, or the lack of these vices, um, that reveal themselves, uh, you know, uh, through there, or it could just be this game on, you know, underlining some really shitty, uh, some pretty shitty, uh, attitudes 
as it goes. Mm -hmm. And Kaufman, as the mouthpiece that is screaming them directly at the player, can cause that to clang in a really serious way, I think. Especially when sex was, you know, was treated relatively without judgment before. Like, it was just a a, a fact of the profile for, 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 for James, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and also once the twist comes out, the power dynamics at play make this super gross even on the, the surface. Yeah. Like not even just yelling at the player, but also just yelling at, yelling you know, at this traumatized 25 year old woman. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty horrible. Yeah. You know, so again, worst therapist. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, you're not having enough sex. Uh, then you, we go back to Harry. Um, you have to, in order to get through the tunnel of love, uh, you need to chase the, the child shadow. Uh, thing until it unfreezes the door mm-hmm. um i don't know uh you 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 get through that uh not a whole lot to it um you board the ship called the orpheus <laughs> hint, and, hint. alarm yeah, alarm <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the um uh and young dolly is back yep um she's drinking yes um she can be even more drunk i think she is always drinking um mm-hmm. for me she was just kind of like friendly um, you know, it's you know, I was like, oh, what, what is this? She says, oh, it's a boat. It's like a car that goes on water and stop calling me Shirley. Yeah. Yeah. No. She's kind of, you know, um, and, uh, you're, you're, she puts you on a course for the lighthouse, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, she's again, kind of taunting you, you know, about this thing. Like I told you, like, I am the, I'm the lay of your life, your salvation, your curse. I taste sweet. Don't I like, yeah. you know, and there's a sex scene. Mm-hmm. It, it cuts not, away it's, like it doesn't. It's it cuts not away. Massive. It's not Dragon Age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they were just pulling for a, two separate Bioware <laughs> nightmares yep. when it comes to human copulation. <laughs> just which which group of real dolls smashed together for just disgusting for your amusement? Yeah, uh, and and also people who want to see those characters. There's a fantasy. I know. Joke, there's yeah. an emotional I reaction. Want, I just want to make sure that we are not flipping and hurt people's if, feelings. It, just, it is presented who, really gross. Who thought that, like, uh, you know, Morrigan and uh, what's his head, mm-hmm. like that sex made sense for them to make the the counter Christ or whatever the hell yeah. happened at Dragon Age. I do not know how you have a moral att- attachment to that. <laughs> Bioshock, perhaps. <laughs> Dragon <laughs> Age, mean, mean, absolutely mean, Mass Effect. Mass Effect, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, Bioshock 2. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would also accept that. Yeah. You know, like, I've always wanted to see a Sander Cohen X. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, Sophia Lamb. Yeah. You know, yeah. who hasn't? What do yeah. kids look like? They're yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's, or artistic it's, communist. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It just, uh, the, the, the present, I think the presentation is the, is the ickiest part of that. You know, yeah. It's man, being mannequins, uncanny valley, indigo prophecy shit. Yeah. Um, see, see the dispatch episode on, Sex and games. games. Yeah. Um, you know, for our opinion about it too, not like yeah, yeah, see not. that for you know some expertise and mm-hmm. just where we like on it, yeah. or see the entire oeuvre of the podcast. Right. You can do those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry wakes up in the dark. Dahlia has aged and frozen uh, during this time, um, and he puts on clothes. He puts on the Hawaiian shirt from the home movie because we're we're going back to the the opening credits. And the lake is frozen as well. The uh, ship is stranded. 
and mm-hmm. um, you step down and you're running the um, the oh gosh the lighthouse is off in the distance. This is a mm-hmm. cool little echo of um, this you know the Toluca Lake scene in Silent Up too. Uh, and as you're running, Dahlia calls saying, you know, Harry, turn back for our daughter's sake. You you can't keep going. Yeah. Um, and you are getting these picture messages um, uh, from 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 Sybil saying like, hey, is this your cute seven year old? And it's Heather. Standing there holding a, a number, you know, like holding a number sign, like, oh, it's her mugshot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, then the uh, the monsters, the Rorschachs, converge uh, and they have to take you down. You can't escape them this time. No. Um, and as they take you down, they're frozen by the lighthouse light. Yeah. It hits them. Uh, the ice breaks under you and you have to swim. Yeah. Um, this is a thing that judges you whether you try to swim or not. Mm-hmm. If you just sink, that's a big points for the like pacifism. Yes. Ending. Mm hmm. The, the, uh, and not, seeing, not pacifism, the passive ending. Passi- yeah, the yeah. passive ending. Yeah, I mean, it's all pacifism ending. Yeah. Um, you can't fight back. Uh, you go to, you're looking at the lake and there are these scenes that are frozen on the bottom of the water, like, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, the Titanic or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like little, little scenes. It's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look at. Yeah. And eventually you do pass out, whether yeah. you try or not. Yeah. And uh, Sybil drags you up on the shore and wakes you up. Um, Harry takes her gun. Probably not a great thing. And the, the scene can play out in a bunch of different ways. Uh, for me... Uh, because I had my eye on the prize and, you know, was on the track for the good ending. She believes me. She's like, okay, mm-hmm. like, I believe you believe that you're Harry Mason. There is something going on here, but you have to know if you are Harry Mason, you died in a car crash 18 years ago. Yeah, I got the same. Yeah. I think my eyes on the prizeness have made this converge, basically. Yeah, yeah. With that and uh, she can, like, the, the other way can go is, you know, she's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to, she keeps on trying to arrest you, but because you have the gun, you run away. Yeah, like real life. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> try to arrest somebody with a gun. Um, don't actually try to do that. No, Bad no. things happen. Yeah. Um, the uh, don't don't take that sentence as meaning anything. No. That was just a joke about not being this person not being able to arrest you because you have a gun and uh-huh. has no bearing on real life. No, no. Um, the uh, we find out for the lighthouse here on our way here is that it's actually like lighthouse therapy and like, counseling or whatever. Yeah, it's the the the, the, the lighthouse um, psychiatric clinic. Uh, yeah. presiding doctor Michael Kaufman. Michael Kaufman yeah. being, you know, the... zero on Yelp. But... <laughs> <laughs> Just would show up anyway. Doctor Doctor Kaufman is the doctor from the first Silent Hill game, the one who, yeah. uh, you know, was in it for the money and has developed the uh, the cure, the Aglophytus. Yeah. Um, yes, it's a Pokemon Go stop. No, you shouldn't actually use it as a psychologist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. So you walk in the front door and it cuts to Kaufman and he is in full on. Um, rant mode and he is out laying out the you know what's what's been going on he is berating you for not getting the hint for 18 years saying yep. you know we're dealing with this thick skull that is teeming with agents of repression blind children clutching photos pale goggle-eyed freaks watching home movies on loop um and he eventually at climaxes he throws his rocks glass against the wall and yells at you wake up your dad wasn't a hero your dad wasn't in shining armor he was a human being. You never knew him and you never will. Yes. Also not best practices for a psychologist. Right. To have a freak out where he screams at you as if he's invested and he's having the breakthrough. Yeah. Um, but it makes a great scene because, uh-huh. you know, last we left Harry, he walked through and then you walk into the door. Yeah. Uh, super good. Yeah. You, like, like, great, great little guy. You, you, are, you are first person as Cheryl. You know, yeah. Harry, Harry walks in. It reveals the first person. And if, every, you know, if, if everything else was not the hint for you, like, oh, you're playing as different people in these different scenes, that underlines it. 
yeah very really good, good. Mo- mo- moment yeah. and of course kaufman is not aware of you you know you are seeing yes. this this is this is happening in cheryl's head yeah kaufman's very personally invested at this point and he continues <laughs> saying like yeah. hey and don't be so hard on your mother and me your psychologist <laughs> dr kaufman <laughs> please five stars on yelp <laughs> Yeah, five stars on Yelp. At I least don't... you caught a licky tongue. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, so uh, you know, you you see uh, Cheryl. Uh, Harry walks up to her, and uh, you know she she says like You've been with me for so long. Um, I always will be." Uh, and then outside, you know, Cheryl walks up to Dahlia and hugs her because mm-hmm. that's the mom. Yeah. Um, and then we uh, get the ending here. We cut to the home movie. Uh, you know, that this, this hug of the car, we see in the photo of the castle mm-hmm. and Harry moving out. And this is the same thing I got, yeah. uh, you know, where, uh, the little girl is filming us mm-hmm. and she's like, don't, don't, don't film this. And then, you know, the mom is saying, and then, which is reasonable. Mm-hmm. And then Harry kind of bends down and says, like, listen, you know, even though, you know, we don't love each other anymore, we'll always love you. Yeah. And um, that's very, very sweet. Yeah. It's yeah. a good ending. Yeah. Um, and then I got the credits with a psychological profile that I don't feel like applied to me very well. Yeah. Um, um my, mine mine hit the spot i feel like i don't know at least as far as my image of me you know good 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 natured um but way too uptight that's basically what it came out as so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah there's an element of these where it feels similar to horoscopes where oh, it's yeah, like yeah. they're all true of everyone mm-hmm. you know like uh the, like cold reading yeah yeah, yeah. like that, that oh like you're 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 sometimes too hard on yourself but sometimes you feel pride <laughs> and like of course you know yeah. Uh, it, it, it you know in con in, in summary coal is a land of contradictions exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. so there, there's an element of cold reading to this whole thing this ended up being the least impressive trick to me the mm-hmm. part of it like people were very impressed by this like when you read about it on tv tropes or you read reviews like people are like whoa yeah and i'm not saying this specifically to call you out but i do feel like there's an element of just being cold read oh yeah for uh, sure. that is making this feel cooler than mm-hmm. it is and overshadowing the actual cool part is that oh man it's it's not a beer can for you it's actually a pop can mm-hmm. like that is the cool part that is the absolutely cool part yeah you know and you know, last impressions are important sometimes you yeah. know and the fact that i don't know I, I don't know of other games that act as a six hour long personality test you know a six hour mm-hmm. long my script my, my, my space grade personality test yeah. yeah yeah nothing nothing wrong it's cool to try that yeah yeah um, um but the ending can go very different there are actually two parts of the ending um mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, it is the part where, uh, Harry walks up to her in the inside and then there is the different videos, uh, that you can get. Um, and they are all, you know, dependent on your behavior. So like inside, you know, Harry can walk up to her and she can reject you uh, Mm -hmm. saying, you know, the, you are not my dad. My dad died 17 years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, just you're, you're somebody who's a monster who I don't know. And Harry freezes and, um, shatters actually mm-hmm. because you know she has, she has, she has rejected a shattered her. memory yeah <laughs> that's the title um, of this game mm-hmm. um the other one would be that she uh she refuses to accept that you're dead and, yeah and says you know none of this is real uh you're always going to be with me and it is a kind of a negative echo of the uh of the good ending that we got yep uh, and then the video uh, gets taped over the amusement park video um either with your your dad being a drunk mm-hmm. or you come home and yell at your daughter um you having an affair like you taped over it with your affair. Yeah, yeah, your sex uh, tape. Is, uh, yeah, your fucked sex up tape. thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucked up thing. Uh, yeah, it yeah, is affair it is, with Michelle and Lisa. Yep, Harry's on a boat with Michelle and Lisa. Um, yep. And, uh, or it could be that um, 
<laughs> and th- th- this this one clangs against the others because it's not necessarily like it doesn't feel like it's Harry's failing. It feels like this this reflects poorly on Dahlia. Uh, yeah. She's like uh, Dahlia's um, verbally abusing you, calling you a dickless wonder. I think literally, like she she calls you a dickless disgrace or something like that because yeah. you're a bad provider. Say yeah. like, oh my god, I can't believe we can't pay our bills. No, no, nobody, nobody buys your novels. Yeah. The, um, you know, and that's pretty shitty. Yeah. I think that that's probably rooted in some 2009, you know, I don't necessarily know that Sam Barlow would do that now mm-hmm. and just make it, you know, Oh, what about what the, this harpy? Yes. You know, I think that that's, it doesn't not date it very well, mm-hmm. um, as an idea, but like I, you know, I lit off the, cause it's 2009 and yeah, yeah. You know, didn't know, um, or should have known, but you no, know, didn't yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, yeah. And that's, uh, Silent Hill Shattered Memories, Mm -hmm. which is like a good game and a cool game. And if it were twice the length, I would say no one should play it. (laughs) Like it's a a good, it's a cool game because it's really slight and goes by pretty quick. So the bad parts are over fast. Yeah. As a seven hour experiment, like I would say, you know, it's difficult to play this because, you know, like getting a Wii is, you know, getting a, getting a functioning Wii sucks. Yeah. Well, you have to pull it out of the closet. Like even yeah. just getting one out of my closet sucks. Mm-hmm. Like hooking it up, putting up that bar. What were we thinking? Like, <laughs> why do we think that was okay? Yeah, it was the whole thing was very dumb. Yeah. Um, but you know, you have to get that out, and you're rewarded. You know, it's it's a pain. It is cool. Mm-hmm. You're rewarded, and because it is very specific, it's not the kind of like a lot of those games that are a mixed bag. It's like, oh, you can watch a let's play. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I don't think you're going to get the same thing watching a Let's Play of this because no. it's no longer, even though, you know, this doesn't perfectly reflect on the player, the ways it does will be neutered mm-hmm. if you do it that way. So yeah. it's like, no, you should play it. Um, I would, you know, I would give some credence to the idea of emulating it and playing it on PS2. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes, you're missing, you know, that kind of fun toy mm-hmm. part of it. But is that the coolest thing about this? Probably not. No, it, no. It's cool, but it's not the coolest thing. Yeah. You know, you're still going to get the story and stuff. I, th- I think that would probably be a good way to play it. Yeah, I would. I, I would co-sign that. I've not played it. I don't know if it has like bad. Um, like, yeah, maybe it's buggy as te- hell. You know, maybe technical it's issues and you fall through the ground or whatever. Um, no. But yeah, you you would get the coolest thing about it, most likely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and it's something you don't get from reading about it or from watching a Let's Play. So. It's, it's, it's I, reactive to you in a way that I think that we value. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And and it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Like it's neat. You know, it it is neat. It's a cool trick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it is uh it's it's not my favorite uh, you know, Silent Hill. No, like nor even mine. though like with Silent Hill is like it's a weird thing where they're basically like it's like a three way tie for second after two <laughs> right. for me. Like they're all like pretty good. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't you know, I don't love three, I didn't love the first one. I don't love this. I mm-hmm. like it though. Yeah. You know, two is the masterpiece in the series. The rest of them are varying degrees of good. Yeah. I oh. I mean the one the ones that you have played. Um yeah. you know, once, once, played, once you get yes. homecoming it. You know, that, that, the same things start falling off. That that yeah, might I'm be sure. a controversial opinion. I know there are people in the audience who are over the moon about Homecoming. It just the, 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 there's a noticeable uh, drop in quality. It's my uh, understanding of four as well. Like, is that like it does neat things, but it's yeah, yeah. For, for, for um, I don't know. I I I, I like I want to cover it in depth on the show, but I worry about making you play it. Yeah, which is it's a bummer that this this series so quickly kind of became full of caveats before it could be reborn yeah. resident like from the ashes yes you know yeah. um which ends up making this is kind of an interesting i'm glad that we paired this with with re7 related content even though it's you know to my mind by far not the strongest re7 related content mm-hmm. um just because they're both you know re7 was a rebirth for that series and yeah. this could have been that for silent hill and kind of just wasn't mm-hmm. you know um like obviously pt would have been that and then it didn't happen yep um so yeah 
yeah, totally a shame. Yeah. The um, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's shared memories. Yeah. One thing that we didn't uh, talk about is technically on the on the you know for the Wii, you know, a game of this mm-hmm. era, this looks really good and performs really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is remarkable how high res the textures are uh, to where you can actually look at it and read the text and get the phone numbers. That sounds like super, you know, I don't know. It, it sounds like a steam curation group that I wouldn't want to start uh, yeah. and wouldn't subscribe to, but it is worth saying um, specifically yeah. here because that does impact the play quite a bit. Yeah. It, it looks nice, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a non damning way, yeah. like legitimately just looks really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's probably all I had to say about it. It is cool. It is a cool mm-hmm. game. If you have anything to say about this cool game, mm-hmm. uh, you have until October 15th. Um, if you have anything to say about Call of Cthulhu 2018, uh, the Resident Evil 7 DLCs, or Alan Wake, that is also the deadline for those as well. Yeah. Um, the deadline for November's games is November the 15th, and those games mm-hmm. are The Last Express, uh, The Simpsons mm-hmm. Hit and Run, and Deus Ex Human Revolution. Uh, both mm-hmm. Human Revolution and Alan Wake are premium episodes for this month. Everybody gets the generalities, uh, but the full episode is reserved for our patrons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and a couple of people asked this. Um, just because it's the easiest way to play it, we will be doing uh, the director's cut of Human Revolution. Yes. Which includes the uh, previous DLC. Yes. Uh, as part of it, because it is a plot important DLC mm-hmm. uh, to a degree. Like it's a it's a really weird DLC. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, but the other reason is we want to do the the director's cut because it fixes the boss fights. Mm-hmm. And I played both versions. We can speak to the original version, uh, or at least I can during the uh, the episode. Um, but if we're going to cover one, I would prefer you know one of the things I like about the medium is that it can pr- improve and then you can fix things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would rather do the fixed versions Agreed. than play the original versions of the boss fight. So that yeah. means we include the missing link. Um, but the missing link is fun and good on its own. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then we have fun stuff planned for December as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll be talking about those in the dispatch. Uh, if you want to get those premium episodes or if you just want to support us, or if you want a bunch of other bonus stuff, mm-hmm. that is patreon.com slash duck TV. Yep. Um, if you don't have the money for that, uh, you can either save up. You know, we have no problem with that. Just uh, wait until you have five bucks to spare. Throw five bucks at us. Download those episodes. Listen to them. Unpatronized does not bother us. Does not bother uh, us. We built that in. Um, yep. So, like at this point, you get I think mm, what this would be nine premium episodes mm-hmm. of this show. Um, and there's some of our best. Yeah. Like uh, you know. No, like I think the Half Life Two episode is extremely good. I think the Bioshock Infinite episode is extremely good. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's some of our best episodes. So yeah. happy to uh, happy to do that because we really are, really are grateful to patrons. We understand people who cannot afford it. Yes, um, you know, and we uh, built in a system. And you know, if if you can't afford it, uh, you can also, and you want to support us, you can hit us up with ratings and reviews on Apple Podcast. That's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, or talk about us on message boards and stuff. Yeah, greatly appreciated. Yeah. Um, if you're mm-hmm. listening to this, we are about three weeks out, uh, two and a half weeks out from the Portland Retro Games Expo. Come Jesus on, Christ. Us. Yeah. We have preparation to do for that. Uh, <laughs> and that is a wake-up call. So yeah, it's time to prepare for that panel and prepare for other things 
with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll be doing that. That'll be really fun. We'd love to see you. Yeah. And uh, we'll have details about a meetup and stuff probably like the weekend before. Like it typically we get that stuff together at the last minute, but I don't think anybody who's coming is that worried about, yeah, yeah. you know, not knowing where they're going to be on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and I think that's probably about it. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so we appreciate you. Um, we will be back uh, next week with uh, the Resident Evil 7 DLC. It's kind of an experimental episode. We've never talked about that many disparate things. Uh, I, th- I think episode. the closest would be last year when we did the um, the micro horror episode. Yeah. But this oh. is more horrors. Hmm. This is like more. That was like, you know, four or five <laughs> things. This is more than that. This is like eight or nine hmm. total things. Something like that. I'm about. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting episode. Yeah. So. Uh, come experiment with us and uh, until next time what can they do Cole what can they, watch uh, out for? they should watch out for this rocks glass nope.